1: <laughs> Bernie and sit in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: <laughs> they crazy. Just a small town. the city on he took the midnight train going all
3: right Friday morning you know what just happened was I put the uh, the headset on and I heard like three beeps in my left ear and that means that my hearing aid, Went off, and I have, like, this um, this special, like, little piece of machinery that I stick in my ear to literally put the stupid hearing aid back on, and that piece is at home. So the voice is still bad. Now I can only hear
4: out of one ear. <laughs> what, what, what kind of a mess you are you in? I mean, what is going on here? My I, God. You barely made it to 10 o'clock yesterday. Barely made it. And you did a great job. Well, well. thank you. Were, you were you. excellent, yeah. as, as usual. Oh, thank okay. you. Yeah, alright, yeah. that's it for that. Now, <laughs> yeah. now you can't hear.
3: No, no, I, literally as I put the headset on a minute ago, I heard beep, 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 and now I got nothing in my left ear, nothing. Oh you, no. Well,
4: you know there was two trucks on the left side backing up. Maybe <laughs> yeah. that was it. <laughs> no.
3: My voice is still
4: not 100%, as you can tell, but... Um, we're
3: going to try to make it one more day.
4: That's it. And then we'll see what happens. Hey, you better check in somewhere and do something. Your nose. Oh, throat.
5: God. <laughs> I can't hear, can't talk. Two things you don't really need for radio. I so know. Exactly
3: good. right. The two things. If I sprain my ankle, I'm fine. If I break a finger, I'm fine. But uh, the ears and the throat, no good. And uh, that's where I am early on a Friday morning.
4: Wow. But <laughs> Jeez. better enjoy your Friday night. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. We got nothing planned tonight. Nothing. Well, I got a book signing tomorrow, you know, at uh, Michael's
4: well, in Brooklyn. Stock up on honey today. Oh, I know. Well,
3: I got the whole jar here right here right now. So we got three guests today. Dove hiking coming up at 640. 740, we've got, um, what has he got over here? He booked it. Uh, Justin did it. Oh, Bruce Blakeman, the Nassau County Executive. And then at 905, we've got Judge Janine Pirro. But today's a big day. The redacted Mar-a-Lago affidavit is set to be released today. Uh, the judge did order the release of the redacted affidavit today. And the big debate going back and forth is how much will it be redacted? That's the big debate. Will it be so redacted that there's nothing there? Or will it be enough for us to really find out what this search is? which I think is illegal, what this illegal search on Mar-a-Lago was all about. So everybody, of course, was talking about that last night. Everybody. Let's start with uh, Jonathan Turley, big-time attorney. He's on Fox News all the time. And he cautions everybody last night, be careful. That thing is redacted, may not tell you much. Uh, Lewis, this is Jonathan Turley, number nine.
6: The assumption is that there is going to be plenty of redacted material where the judge could have said, "You need to explain this one to me why we can 't be a little more transparent, but we 're still going to get something, and that is a lot I mean because it 's not common uh, for affidavits to be released before charges or convictions, and so um, we're great we have to be grateful for that, but we also be leery what we 're going to get.
3: So he uh, goes on more, Jonathan Turley here, and uh, he says that he really needs, we need the judge to kind of push back on these redactions, And he's not sure that's going to be the case. John Turley, number 10.
6: Well, we're going to get a heavily redacted affidavit if this follows the past practices of the Justice Department. The Justice Department is notorious for over-redactions and over-classifications uh, to serve tactical purposes. I've been in cases uh, where both of those problems have appeared, where judges have agreed uh, that the Justice Department has over-redacted material. Uh, the the concern I have is that the, gov- the judge does not appear to have pushed back. Uh, He's suggesting that the government got it just right. He doesn't have uh, any area where he's saying, look, I still think you need to explore this section or that section.
3: So you also have a back and forth with folks at the same network. For example, Brian Kilmeade, our great friend, does a great job every weekday morning after me and Bernie. Comes up at 10 o'clock every day. Also does a tremendous job on Fox and Friends every morning and his own TV show on Saturday nights. He is of the belief that the redactions won't be all that bad and the affidavit will be reasonable.
1: Here's Brian Kilmeade, number 12. The fact that it's such a turnaround, quick turnaround, shows me that the redactions were probably reasonable. Uh 24 hours later, we're about to get it. Instead of, uh, can you go take this back and be serious about it? Shows me they want to get it over with to a degree. Uh, and, uh, and Trump is uh, happy because he seems to be gaining on this.
3: On the other hand, Dana Perino, Brian Kilmeade's colleague and friend at Fox news on the five yesterday says all these redactions, they may pose a problem.
7: I think that the redactions will be
8: very, very heavy. And you'll see a document that has a lot of like
0: beep, beep,
9: beep, (laughs) beep, beep, beep. Then other than that, you might not know a lot.
4: All these redaction talks. Sexy, right? Lou, you like that? I thought that was like the sound in your ear. (laughs) That's exactly
3: what it was. Exactly.
4: Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) That's how I'll get your
3: attention today. So uh, Donald Trump, the question is, did he know what's in the boxes? Does he even know what uh, what they're looking for? So his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, Jared spoke yesterday, also courtesy of Fox News, on the affidavit and what he thinks his father-in-law, Donald Trump,
10: knew and didn't know. I don't know whether he knows what's in the boxes or not. Again, these were boxes that were in storage. If you know, anyone who knows Donald Trump knows he keeps a ton of stuff. They're always in boxes all over the place. and. You know, who knows if they were things that he did intentionally, unintentionally. They, there There's reports I've read that the GSA packed the boxes. So, like I said, I, I think that right now what we want to know is what's in the affidavit. I think that's the transparency we should get to. Uh, but I do think President Trump was probably one of the most transparent presidents that we've had in a very long time. I mean, he sat for interviews all the time. He was always asking, answering questions that's from the sure. press. You knew what he thought of at 12 o'clock at night when he would tweet. You knew what he thought at 6 in the morning when he would tweet. And so I, I know he definitely is, is often on the side of transparency.
3: So Kushner says Donald Trump always very transparent on the side of transparency. Not the same thing with Joe Biden. Lots of folks think he's anything but. And we've heard reports over the last couple of days from him and, of course, his uh, secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, that President Biden, his administration, knew nothing, zero, about this Mar-a-Lago raid. Well, going back to Fox News, Jesse Waters He's not buying it. This is Jesse Waters, 13.
11: So he
1: has plausible deniability, but there's a paper trail leads right back to him. Dana mentioned it. They have this letter from the archivist that says we waddled over to the White House. Joe Biden's White House lawyer spoke to Joe Biden in the spring. Biden says, hey, do whatever you want. They revoke the privilege that set in motion. The raid Joe had to know that they were beefing over boxes. They had to know the FBI was involved. They had to know there was a national security angle. They had to know what they were looking for. Was it the letter from Little Rocket Man? Joe knows more than he's letting
3: on. I think he's right. I think Joe does uh, know more than he's letting on. So Don Lemon, of all people, Don Lemon, CNN last night got into it in a big way with the White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre asking her time and time again, how did you not know? Come on now. Don Lemon, number seven.
1: I got to ask you about this investigation
11: to these classified documents kept at former president uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. Who in the White House knew about this investigation because the president has been adamant that
10: he knew nothing, he got no warning about it?
9: So those are two different things, so let me just say that for a second. Look when it comes to the investigation, the search that we saw. Uh, recently that you all have reported on, we have been very clear on this. Uh, The president was not briefed. Uh, No one at the White House was briefed. We are not briefed on investigation. Are you saying that
12: he didn't know about
10: the actual, that there would would be a, a search warrant carried out because he did have to know about it, about the documents being there because he had to sign off on the giving the archives
9: again, what we did is we deferred we deferred to the department of justice again we deferred that to the uh, national Archives. who
13: knew about it at the white house
9: i'm just telling you the the our the white house i'm not i, I don't have specific <laughs> names so specific the white house deferred that uh to the national Archives.
3: so uh joe biden spoke yesterday he was in maryland and there was no conversation as far as I know, Macedonia, Phil, about these redacted, this redacted affidavit coming out today. Now, was there? I got nothing on that. I didn't see nothing. No. He was too busy yelling and screaming, I don't like these MAGA Republicans. I don't like Sid Rosenberg. I don't like Bernie McGurk. I don't like these people. In fact, uh, let's get that uh, cut. This is Joe Biden number three speaking in
14: Maryland yesterday about nonsense. What's happened is, what's happened is, huh? there are no, there are not many real Republicans. Oh anymore. my God! By the way, your sitting governor, yeah. he's a Republican you can deal with. We disagree. No, no, I'm serious. But at least he's within the mainstream of the Republican <laughs> Party. I respect conservative Republicans. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans.
3: No. You know, he seems to think for some reason, Joe Biden, and this is a Democrat talking point anyway, that the MAGA Republicans, that's me, by the way, we don't have a clue about the power of women. We don't have a clue. And, um, well, Joe, (laughs) my wife is a beautiful, not attractive, beautiful Danielle attorney. She is powerful. She's really smart. She's a lot smarter than me. Uh, I don't know where you get this from. What makes you think that Republicans, guys who support and women, Donald Trump, don't appreciate women and the power of women? But I know they think that way. Uh, here's Joe Biden, cut number two.
14: The court in a suspension used the phrase what? that women have a right to vote and change this. Well, guess what? What? Bagger republics don't have a clue about the power of women. Oh, we don't? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. They are about to find
3: out. Oh, shizzle. Oh.
14: Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, what? What is he yelling, oh, yeah, about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. You know who knows the power about women is your degenerate lowlife scumbag son because he bangs them all. All over the world, every country, for a mere (laughs) $5,000. Oh, there's Eric Adams. Where was he yesterday? He was quiet yesterday, right? We heard from Kathy Hochul. We heard from uh, Lee Zeldin. But nothing from our esteemed mayor, another putz, Eric Adams. Hungover. Is Eric Adams coming to the um, 100-year gala party that we're having at Cipriani's? I'm so excited about that, by the way. Big event coming up September the seventh. Is Eric Adams coming to that? It'd be great if he was. If he is, let him gonna... sit at my table. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about me, Danielle, Eric, and his wife? <laughs> Sid, you want to do the boogaloo today? <laughs> oh, the one, two, three boogaloo, Eric. Me and you, baby. Is he coming? Seriously. I don't
5: know. Well, it, I don't know. it would be so funny if he's there. Be. I don't I don't think he'd be overly welcomed. Why not? Yeah, like a lot of people they're actually kind of yeah, like I, them. a lot, but I feel like a lot of the talent here does not.
3: Right. Well, that's because of me and Greg Kelly and yeah. Cody yeah. Sleva. You're right. All of us. Are
5: you, coming, and- uh, are you coming? Are you coming to this event? I'll be there. Who are you taking? I'm not taking anyone. I'm Why not? Alone. They they told us to uh, <laughs> come come by yourself. Let,
3: let me quote Don Lemon. Who's they? <laughs>
5: <laughs> the powers that be.
3: So you're coming alone? I'm coming alone. Is there like a kiddies table? Yeah, like I you and Justin. Like
5: <laughs> They're giving us uh, They're like outside chicken, in <laughs> chicken tenders and French fries.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, that's great! And, and Major D comes over to their table. No, what do we dishes. have here?
2: These I these? tell
3: you what, we've got a nice, um, a lot of music that night, like really good stuff. Meduino, yeah, Madunio. Joe Piscopo, uh, who else? Tony, Tony Orlando, Orlando performing. Dina Martin,
5: yeah,
3: Bruce Springsteen, What? I made that up. No, yeah, yeah exactly. sure.
4: Okay, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Some lady sent me like the nastiest message yesterday. She's like, well, you know, my husband is a former cop. And we would really appreciate it if you would stop playing Bruce Springsteen on your show. Because he started the whole problem with his song, 41 Shots. I know Bernie actually agrees with that lady. But I'm not going to stop playing Springsteen. I don't care. Nobody loves cops more than Sid Rosenberg. Nobody, nobody is more supportive of the police than me. Nobody, nobody. But I'm not going to stop playing Springsteen. Well, should I, Lou? What should I do?
4: I I think you got to accept everybody's uh, opinions. I mean, that was wrong. I thought too. Yes, yeah, so did I. Of course, I thought it was wrong. But, but you're still going to play his music. Yeah. Do we want to bury the guy? That was stupid. It, it's just I disagree with him. Right. I, and I and I watched that trial. I that was done the Amadou Diallo. Yes, yes. And I saw what the attorneys how they proved right. that the cops yeah. were not at fault. Right. They, I don't think they were at fault. Right. They called out to him. I shouldn't get into it, but I thought they made the right. They made the right. Uh, yeah. You know, verdict. But I disagree. At the time, you know, Springsteen's very liberal, and I disagree with him, but still, I still really like his music. Play all Springsteen today now. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see what happens to the Twitter thing in the next yeah. half hour? Oh, whatever.
3: Yeah. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Do the boogaloo. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. I'm playing today at about sixty percent, but I'm here. And it's going to be a great show. Dove Hiking once again, coming up at 6.40. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman coming up at 7.40. Judge Deneen Piero, always an amazing guest, coming up at 9.05. Lydia Reports comes your way at 8.25. Beat Sit, your chance at cash and prizes, thanks to Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers, comes your way at 9.40. We'll open the phones a bunch today. Lots to get to. It's a busy Friday as we're wrapping up the summer right here on your favorite show in New York City Bernie and Sid
1: on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: we go again, right? The cover of today's New York Post, the latest scumbag, Anthony Ibanez. I guess he um, committed a robbery. And the DA, Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg is public enemy number two, in my opinion. Kathy Hochul in this state, I should say, besides Biden, he's national. Well, Kathy Hochul, public enemy number one. I mean that. Alvin Bragg, public enemy number two. So this um, lowlife Anthony Abanez robbery charges a while back and um, Bragg downloaded the robbery charges to the point where they let this guy go, Abanez. And now, you want to make a prediction? What do you think happened? Yes, you've gotten it right again. Months later, he tried to rape a 15-year-old. Folks, tried to rape A 15-year-old, free to pray, thug released by Bragg on no bail, tried to rape a 15-year-old. So, Kathy Hochul, what exactly is she going to win on? I mean, look, I think Lee Zeldin has a real good shot. I love Lee. I love his running mate, Allison Esposito. I think the city and the state needs him now more than ever, maybe even more than when Rudy took over. But the fact is, these polls, which aren't always accurate, we know that, but these polls have hokal up, some by a pretty decent amount. And you say to yourself, why? Here is another New York Post cover of a guy let out, no bail, who tried to hurt somebody else. And in most cases, they do hurt somebody else. How in in God's name is Kathy Hochul even taken seriously at this point? And every day now, she's going back and forth with Lee Zeldin. Yesterday, they went back and forth on crime. They went back and forth on a bunch of different subjects. And one was fracking. You know, Bernie and I talk about this all the time. We need to be energy independent you know, we've got all these pipelines ready to go and all Albany does is nothing about it. You know, they they, 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 they don't they don't um, act on it. They banned fracking. We've got the resources right here. A jobs B we could export this energy and oil all over the place. It would make New York tons and tons of money. And I haven't heard one. Decent explanation yet as to why we wouldn't do it. Cuomo didn't want to do it, and this idiot, Kathy Hochul, she doesn't want to do it either. So yesterday, Lee Zeldin, on uh, Fox News, I guess, he came out and he talked about fracking and how, in fact, it makes sense for our state to do it. Stop the fracking ban. This is my guy, Lee Zeldin, Lou,
4: cut number 17. One of the things that we should be doing is reversing New York's ban on the safe extraction of natural gas. The southern tier of New York and for some other counties that sit on the Marcellus and Utica shales, they want to be able to tap into this resource. You can create jobs and generate revenue. You can revitalize these communities. You can be exporting energy to other states. You can be exporting energy to other countries. But in New York, they banned it. Uh, And you can reduce energy costs for New Yorkers who need that relief, but you don't help the entire region, you can help the entire country with that effort. In New York, you have these applications for new pipelines to be constructed that are being delayed and denied up in Albany that instead should be getting approved. So now
3: this uh, stupid ass-faced governor, she's got a new thing. Every time you disagree with her, she brings up the word values. Values. We don't share the same values. You're right, dummy. We don't. I don't want criminals in the streets. I've got an 18-year-old daughter. She could have been Ibanez's next victim. So you're right, dummy. We don't share the same values. I would like to see New York become energy independent and make some money. So you're right. We don't share the same values. I'm completely okay with a law-abiding gun holder protecting him or herself in a city that's gone wild so we don't actually have the same values. Of course we don't. So here is Kathy Hochul's response to a very, very smart Lee Zeldin.
7: This just is another example of how Lee Zeldin is, one, out of touch with New York values, Values. but also how extreme and dangerous it would be to have someone who is willing to just turn back all the progress we've made to protect our planet and protect the people of our state.
3: See, she talks about values, how dangerous we are, and then she says, well, we don't want somebody to turn us back all the progress we've made.
2: Progress?
3: What are you talking about? Economically? Safety? What is going well in this state, other than the Mets and the Yankees? <laughs> what is going well in this? What am I missing? I don't get it. So, based on real information, based on what's going on, Lee Zeldin should win this election easily. He's not going to because this state is two to one, if not two and a half to one, Democrats. And Democrats don't care. They just don't care. They would rather have unsafe streets, homeless, running wild, lousy economy. They'd rather have all of that than ever put a Republican in power. How does that make sense? Kathy Hochul, and I mean this, is one of the worst candidates, if not the worst, I've ever seen in my 55 years on this earth. The worst. The absolute worst. Where is uh, Alec? Phil. Phil. He's Get coming. him in here. Get him in here. He needs to do sports and all that stuff today. I got to make it at ten o'clock.
4: You're gonna make it till yeah.
3: ten o'clock. You have no choice. But well, I'm off to, to a great start time. already. So that was a great thirty minutes. You're gonna do sports today, okay? The Mets won. Yankees won. It's all fun and games. College yeah. football starts this weekend. Yeah, you, you just Notre Dame, now. Ohio State. Oh, that's gonna be an all great Georgia, <laughs> okay, game. Oregon.
15: Sports. Oh, can't wait for that. Jets <laughs> and Giants <laughs> play uh, Sunday. Gonna watch. Uh, yeah, gonna watch all that going to watch not, all those games? You're not going to? No.
3: You're not going to watch Ohio
15: State and uh, Notre Dame? I um I'm I'm not a huge college football guy oh, to be completely idiot. honest with oh, you, Jesus. Why? Why? Cuz it's that's a great sport. Yeah, like but not I, good, great. Yeah, I get it if you went to like a big school no, you and you go, have no, no, a school, no, 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 no. but like to, Did, did, to to just, did to, you did you play for the Eagles? No. You
3: love the Eagles? Yeah. Okay, so what's the difference? Well, because
15: uh, no, there's no, 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 no difference. Well, because what do you mean? These get, these men are. I mean, they're paid to make me Ooh, well, happy. So college players get paid too to make you happy. Yeah, but they don't get paid by the program. Who
3: cares? Your point being, you don't have to go to the school to love them. I went to Miami. They get paid
15: Miami by recruiters. I, but when I think of college football, like I think of like the old guy, like the old guy with yeah. like a, you know sure. with like right. ten acres out in right. Alabama who you like know the, who like still supports you, like eighteen know. year olds you know running the around. Sport that makes you know.
3: ESPN the most money? College football. I, right. I understand it's a very it's, yeah, of course. That Saturday morning show with uh, Kirk Herbstreit. Lee Corso, yeah. Desmond Howard, oh, yeah. and uh, Please, no. and uh, what's his name? That's the best show on. That's the I, okay, only sports it, show I yeah, watch. It's for it's two, great.
4: There's two kinds of sports fans. Yeah, one that can cop- Follow college football, right? And one like Justin who doesn't care about it, at right? Stupid. why a is it so stupid?
15: Why is it so stupid? It's a great sport. It's a great sport. See, this is how our conversations usually go, right? Yeah. I can accept your argument, right. But you just there's no feasible universe in which you can believe that what I'm saying makes any sense whatsoever. It's stupid. Oh. Okay.
4: that's why. I mean, college football is a great sport. They play, I, I'm they not play a better it. game
15: than NFL. I'm not saying it's not a great sport. So I, what's the problem? I, I don't have a relationship pro- with any college football. The, the problem, relationship.
4: The, the problem is you don't know who's doing. That's what it is. Who should be in the play? Who should be? who should, it's, it's too goal, tough to follow. Oh, goals,
15: no, 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 Stop, stop. You, you lose, stop. you lose stop. one game, okay. you go from you go from being stop. the best team in the nation to the fifteenth best team in the nation. that's great. It's very stiff competition. Let's look at their strength of schedule. Yeah, but it's the same five teams that
3: are that are fighting for the playoffs every every season. And wait a second. And baseball is different. It's always the Yankees, always the Braves, or same exact. That's not, you true. Start- That's not true. That's not true. Oh, not true. really? The Kansas City Royals won a World Series seven years ago. Seven years ago. So the Marlins won one twenty years ago. But I'm saying, but ninety percent would... of it's always the Yankees. It's always the Braves. Okay, but when, it's you, always when, the you, Red when Sox. you when are when
15: are you going to have a like a low division one football team win a national championship? You'll never see that. When whereas in Major League Baseball you can have a small market team, it, it, it could go happen, and win. But the it's very very rare. Very rare. It's In Major League Baseball? I don't think it's that rare. It is very rare.
3: I I don't know. When was the last time a very small market team won? Yes, Kansas City two thousand. The Tampa Bay
15: Rays have gone to the World Series twice in the last eight years, seven years. No no
4: payroll.
3: No no payroll. You're right.
15: So, I, I, you know, it's different. So this is
3: all based on expectations.
15: Yes. Yeah.
5: Okay. Uh, Phil, what do you think about college football? I think they play a better sport than the NFL. I think it's more fast paced. That I more, can get behind. That's it's, it's, a good it's, point. It's easier to watch. Like when you're sitting down and watching the game, there's too much stoppage time in the NFL. Oh, my
3: God. Way too much. Yeah. And the kids go nuts. I'm, I'm telling you, for me, Saturday morning, Herb Street, Corso, Desmond, and uh, what's his name? The, the guy, that, uh, the host. Not Reese Davis
15: anymore. What's his name? He's great. That's the best sports show on TV. Now, granted, I haven't given it much of a shot, so I will. Just to entertain you, I'll yeah. try and watch some my college football. My friend Jonathan
3: Siegel season. checks, and he goes, your coworkers are embarrassing themselves. If they're real sports fans, they would know college football is a great sport. John's exactly right. I'm not saying it's not a great sport.
15: See, yeah. now people it's are hard missing to follow. my point. You
3: just gave me nine reasons why you don't watch it. How can it be a, if it's a great sport? You'd be watching it. No,
15: I, that's not necessarily Maybe you true. Make, I, make, I don't have wait, a team make, that I follow.
3: So, then, so you wouldn't have a team to root for. You'd still watch it. Basketball's is like, a great a sport. I
15: don't watch the NBA.
3: I don't root for Alabama or Georgia, but I never miss that game. It's a great game. I don't okay. root for them. Okay, I root for Miami. They'll beat anybody.
15: I have better things to watch in Alabama when Alabama. Oh, plays on now.
3: a Saturday afternoon, what are you watching?
15: No, no, nothing. <laughs> right, stop. Yeah, take it away, Justin. No. <laughs> <Give me laughs> Better this. things to watch: SpongeBob, Embarrassing. The Flintstones. See, people just—they miss the entire point. There was no what I'm point. saying, they literally you think out You think it's a like, great sport, but you I, I don't watch n- it. I never said it wasn't a great sport. You think sport. it's a great sport, yeah. but you don't watch it. Yeah, of course, well, it's but that, that sounds ridiculous. But the sport is football. It's a great right? sport, so but you obviously don't, you
4: don't know who's supposed to be in a bowl game. Who's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, but
3: bad. 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 That comes December. Uh, you have the pomp and circumstance. It's great football. Who cares about who's supposed to be in a bowl game? Well, I understand because it gets you have to root for a
4: team. I think
5: that's what I think. Just watch the game. You have to root for a team. Kind of. I think sports are much easier to follow when you know the the athletes. Well, you can do your homework and no, figure yeah, out who the sure. players are. That's for sure. But it, I, I, I can tell think you it, every quarterback and every major team across the country. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's kind of hard. To f- it's harder to follow the NFL because okay. in NFL, they sign contracts. <laughs> <Yeah>. They stay <laughs> on the team for that. a while. Right. In, college, in college, they leave. They have to leave. Right. So you get a whole yeah. new roster every... Who's
4: know, the th- quarterback of Miami, Florida right now? No idea. Miami's ranked 16th. Who cares? Like You just said you could name everyone in the country. Oh, you just say that? You got one freaking team. Don't ask a Defense are
2: a <laughs> <laughs>
15: witness. All right, I'll give that uh, argument a tie. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Clip of the day coming up next. Traffic and sports I also will, coming. I up I will nec- appeal. That <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be appealing that ruling. Traffic and sports coming up next. But right now, it's a 77 WABC clip of the day. 77 WABC is celebrating 100 years. coming tomorrow at 4 p.m. Hear the critically acclaimed radio documentary series where we highlight the Cats era here at WABC from March 2020 to the present.
14: Take it away, Louie. This is David Patterson. I was the 55th governor of New York, and I want to talk about something more important than that, and that is the Katz era here at WABC. I first listened to WABC when I was listening to music when I was seven years old. So it was Cousin Brucie and Dan Ingram. But John Katsimatidis has ignited interest in radio. Very much like those new music stations did in the late 50s and the early 60s. Except in his case, it's national attention because the interviews that he does wind up in the national newspapers. This is Sid on
1: Sports. Oh my goodness. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77
15: WABC. All righty. Me again, Justin Ellick, here with your bottom of the hour sports update, sponsored by Peerless Boilers, Pavilion Tankless Water just Go to peerlessboilers.com, paviliontankless.com for a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, America's best built boilers. Jacob DeGrom went as planned for the New York Mets yesterday as the lanky stud was lights out against the Rockies. Bats in Queens, shoving six innings of one-run ball with nine Ks to go with it. The one run against DeGrom coming on a Ryan McMahon home run in the sixth. Given the dominance off the bump, it wouldn't take much from the New York offense to secure this victory, but Pete Alonso, as he usually does, made sure he did his part. And
4: swing he does, and he launches one to deep left. Forget that. That is way out of
16: here. Number 13. So a two-run shot and it's 3-0 New York.
15: Oh yeah, that call courtesy of the great Gary Cohen, number thirty-one on the year for Alonzo would cap the scoring for the Mets at three, and they wouldn't look back as they open up the four-game set in Colorado with a or not in Colorado in Queens with a three-to-one win. Game two is set for tonight at seven ten p.m. Eastern. Chris Bassett will take the hill going up against Colorado's Chad Cool, the cool guy Chad Cool. As for the Yankees, they exploded on the A's out west, racking up thirteen runs on twenty hits to bury Oakland by a score of thirteen to four. Big John Carlos Stan made his anticipated return, going one for four on the evening, adding this two RBI single to his name in the second frame.
1: It sharply a base hit to left field. Trevino scores. Here comes IKF. He'll score. The throw comes into second. Benintendi goes to third. It's a two-run single for Stanton,
4: and it's 4-0 Yanks.
15: Hey now, the great Michael K on the call. Yes, Network. John- Josh Donaldson would add three ribbies as well, and every shut down tonight, bro. Okay. Jordan Montgomery shut him down
3: in Saint Louis. Yeah. Now tonight, J.P. Sears. Yeah, he's okay. been great. Yeah. He's been, great. been okay. He's been okay. He's shutting him down. But he's going up. He's against- going to beat Garrett Cole. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure thing. You want
15: to bet? No, I don't bet. All right. I'm going to bet
3: Ohio State Notre Dame.
15: You take the you you take the A's. I'll take the Yankees. We'll All see who right, wins more good. money. All, All right, Roddy, right. Great. All right, Donaldson. would add three B's three RBIs as well. Every starter oh, the wait, Bombers Georgia is favored by seventeen and a half over Oregon. Did wow. you hear that? The music just ended oh, because yeah. because you God, I because you. you can't. Uh, you Michigan
3: know. plays Colorado State. Stunned. Yeah. And on Monday, Clemson, Georgia Tech, a huge. ACC
15: matches. Huge. But if one of them loses, they'll be the worst team in the nation. <laughs> Depends
4: on the, <laughs> the schedule. Born, yeah. Well, if one of them loses, Let's they won't have that, any uh, shot of they, winning anything. They've but, uh, played some winning
5: teams. Yeah. Or, or, or. So, All right. You're doing a great job of talking about sports <laughs> for someone who can't <laughs> talk about sports. <laughs>
15: <laughs> anyway, uh, look out for the Jets and Giants on Sunday as well. Jets okay. are three-point favorites going in. For more sports who content, folks. keeps
3: lying during a preseason game? What kind of degenerate does Don't that? Don't do
15: that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> do not do that I, to me. I, I make them do it. I make do it. <laughs> Here with your bottom of the hour sports update, I'm Justin Elling on 77 WABC.
1: Info at Gabolaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the Morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: 646 on your Friday. Good Shabbos to all my Jewish friends listening. The media continues to lie daily about the attacks on certain communities in our city. The Jewish people have been under attack now for a while. Anti-Semitism is through the roof. And um, I don't know. We keep an eye on it, me and Bernie. We talk about it every day. Anytime there's an attack, we bring it up. And maybe I'm not paying complete attention, but it seems to me that the overwhelming, overwhelming percentage of these attacks on Jewish people and Asians are not coming from white supremacists, are not coming from conservative righties. They're coming from the left. And to be honest, mostly black people are committing these heinous crimes that doesn't stop CNN from lying time and time again and when they do that it pisses off people like my dear friend who spent the better part of four decades as one of the great assemblymen in the history of Brooklyn Dove Hikind and here he is this latest embarrassment from CNN on the Jewish people my dear friend Dove good is how are you buddy
13: Hi, hi. Uh, good Shabbos to you and to all you listeners, and wishing everyone a beautiful weekend. Look, Sid, uh, am I shocked? Am I surprised by CNN? This is exactly what they do all the time on so many issues that are important to us, slanted, uh, uh, double standard, hypocrisy, uh, you watch, uh, for those who watch the CNN report on anti-Semitism, uh, there were a bunch of chapters missing, entire chapters that were missing. Oh, my God. That in-
3: that's, a, that's, yeah. like, that's like the redacted affidavit. This was a redacted CNN Absolutely. report.
13: <laughs> Absolutely. You are, you are right on target. We see the perpetrators in New York. You have 1.1 million Jews in New York. We see the perpetrators. We see the video surveillance. It's not complicated. It's not difficult. We see who's beating up on Jews. Just in the past couple of days, you've had literally five, six incidents here in New York, liberal New York. And unfortunately, CNN, uh, you know, looking at the past three or four years uh, where these attacks have been going on, Uh, Creating fear, let's just remember that the victims of these hate crimes, when you are physically assaulted and called a dirty Jew or some other uh, thing thrown at you, Hitler didn't finish the job, etc., etc., you know, it affects people for the rest of their lives. They're not the same. They can never be the same. But CNN completely ignored the facts in terms of the attacks, the anti-Semitic, the Jew hatred here in New York just avoided really talking about it and dealing with it like it doesn't exist how insulting uh, it, it, it's just uh, Sid you know I. it's like you know I will never give up but it never stops, it never ends, this, this double standard and this hypocrisy. Just completely avoiding, look, the Anti-Defamation League, which is sort of partners with CNN, with the Democratic oh, Party. They have, they have, mean,
3: that is not the Anti-Defamation League that my father uh, showed that, me a, way back a, when they have a, really absolutely. fallen off.
13: Yeah. Absolutely. Look, the ADL did a report, 50 pages, Said I read 50 pages of the ADL about anti-Semitism a couple of months ago. They did not mention exactly what you and I are talking about right now in terms of the attacks here in New York. And look, facts are facts. Seventy percent of the attacks upon the Jewish community, the anti-Semitic attacks, are committed by other minority groups. Seventy percent. You know, Sid, I'm looking for a white supremacist here <laughs> in New York. I mean, we should have a contest. And, you know, can you find me a white supremacist who has attacked a Jew here no. in New York? No. no. I mean, I, I'm looking. I, I can't find any.
3: You know, CNN also lies in that they've been saying for weeks now, months, that they're changing, that it's not going to be the CNN we've gotten used to over the last couple of years. In fact, they even got rid of Brian Stelter, as you know, dove hiking just a couple of days ago in their effort to become a more credible news source. Then they do something like this, and it reminds you they really haven't changed all that much.
13: No, look. They they're talking about being more fair-minded. Obviously, they recognize what all of us know is that again the double standard, the lies, the hypocrisy, slanting everything. You know, you you know, you know. I watch CNN sometimes. I'm saying, what planet am I on? What am I watching here? You know, the things that are being sold to me. The you know, it's like all about directed against, you know, the Republicans are bad, the conservatives are bad, the white supremacists, you know, it's, it's Trump, it's DeSantis, the Republican Party, they're all fascists, they're all horrible. It's really quite sick what's going on. It really is and very, very dangerous. You know, it is the Democratic Party that is dividing America. They talk about the Republicans, that it's all the Republicans, they're the bad guys. no. It's, you know, Republicans, you know, bear some responsibility, but the Democrats, you know, in your face, their behavior, their double standard, uh, their, you know, support, so many of them, for BDS, the, the anti-Israel organization, you know, boycott, divest, sanction, directed against the Jewish state. It's the Democratic Party, not Republicans. Uh, I know. By I- the I- way, the greatest yeah. supporters of Israel. Fact. This is a fact. Yeah.
3: Republicans. Oh no Donald Trump. Donald Trump there was never a better president to the state of Israel than in the whole history of the presidency, than Donald Trump. I've got this uh, buddy, his name is Jeffrey Lacks. I met him on uh, Facebook years and years ago. He's actually been in studio with me and Bernie once or twice. I know he teaches at the City University, and he's quoted in this column, Dove, that you sent me. He says, I've worked in academia for two decades. I've yet to encounter a white supremacist group at CUNY. And that's another issue, is the academia and there are so many professors at so many of our city and state universities that quite frankly dohiken, hate the Jews.
13: Yeah, you know, Jewish students at city universities uh, you know they have to hide their star David. Uh, They better not uh, speak up in class and in any way defend uh, the Jewish state, the state of Israel, or or they will fail their classes. The anti-Semitism, the hate, right here at our universities, happening in front of our eyes. Jeffrey Lox has done an amazing job bringing this to the public, has uh, people like Ina Vernikov, Council Member Ina Vernikov. I mean, right in our own backyard at universities, Jewish students are afraid, they're afraid They're afraid to, to in any way show that they are Jewish, to show that they support the state of Israel. Is that, is that insane? I mean, is, is this the America that we love so much, Sid, that we admire the greatest country on the face of the earth, that we are living? And, the, and by the way, these are the intellectuals, Sid. These are the intellectuals, the professors. I mean, it's out of control, and the bottom line is, that City University, the, the chancellor and so on and so forth, this is the worst part. They have done nothing to defend Jewish students who are under attack. Absolutely nothing. You know, Sid, they talk the talk, but they're full of crap.
3: That's why we must vote Donald Trump (laughs) back to the White House in uh, 2024. But you're right, whether it's a city university or CNN or local politicians, uh, the Jewish people are, are really in a tough spot, a very tough spot. And, you know, sometimes people will say, well, why don't they fight back? You know, why doesn't, Why doesn't a Jewish kid who gets knocked down in the street by some black kid, why doesn't he fight back? And we, really, part of it is because they, they, they surprise him. They're cowards. They come up from behind. The kid has no idea. He's about to get smacked across the head or smacked across the face. But for people that say, "Dove," why don't these Jewish kids fight back? What would your response be?
13: Well, my response would be, first of all, some of the cases we've had just in the last couple of days where people— in their 60s on the way to synagogue early in the morning or sometime on the Sabbath where these things happen. But in general, said I I am totally with you. You know, I'm, uh, my background, uh, you know, I was, I grew up with the Jewish Defense League where the idea of standing up and fighting back when you are attacked is something that you do. You don't, turn your cheek. You stand up and you fight. You learn how to defend yourself. And that's what I did when I was growing up. So I would love to see the Jewish community. I would love to send a message to City Hall and to everyone else that Jews are going to fight back. Jews are going to stand up and we're not going to be afraid. So look, we got a way to go on that. But right now, the facts are just indisputable. Hate against the Jewish people here in New York, of all places, for God's sake, is out of control. It's happening every single day, Sid. Some of it gets reported. People come to me and they were victimized by a hate crime, and they tell me, what's the point of even reporting the hate crime? And often they are afraid that if they report it and and someone is arrested, they'll be victimized again. That Mm -hmm. is the atmosphere that we are living in out-of-control crime, out-of-control anti-Semitism in New York. This is a fact. I, you know, your audience, everyone out there, we need to do something concrete to change this. And the only thing that will work, you know, elections, electing the people who will be there for you, you know, the Rachmanis, the, 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 Rahmanis, the, the, the Rah- concerned that people <laughs> yeah. have, you know, the bad guys. Uh, uh, have for the criminals rather than the victims. That's what we have. We have a society of radical leftists who have more compassion for the perpetrators than they do for the innocent citizens of our city. And as long as that is the case, we have no future.
3: That's right. That's why you must vote in Lee Zeldin come November. You see the cover of today's New York Post. Another guy that Alvin Bragg and Kathy Hochul let run after committing a crime now tried to rape a 15-year-old girl. That's exactly what Dove Heiken is talking about. Dove, as always, great job. Good Chavez. Thank you for coming on, and thank you for standing up for our people. You truly are a hero. Thank you so much.
13: Thank you. Good Shabbos to you and your family, all your listeners, and everyone else. Just enjoy the weekend and be safe.
3: All right, that's the great Dove Hiking right here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show, always bringing these uh, really important stories to our attention. We appreciate Dove in a big way. Still to come at 740, Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman coming up at 9.05, the always fiery. I think she's hot, too, by the way. Can I say that? Judge Denise? she's smoking. And... (laughs) Lydia reports, 825, beat Sid, coming up at 940. Folks, follow me on Instagram right now, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney, on Twitter, at Sid Rosenberg. Facebook, Sid Rosenberg, hour one in the books. Here comes a big time, hour number two, coming at you.
1: We're doing live. Hey Bill O'Reilly here and you are listening to Bernie and Sid, God help you, on the Red Apple Podcast
14: Network. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: about to celebrate 100 years of WABC radio coming up here. A big, big party coming up. Really excited about it, actually. And uh, Chad told me yesterday, the great Chad Lopez, that I'll have my own uh, celebrity table. So I reached out to um, Donald Trump Jr. and uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, host of others, to come to the event uh, yesterday. But I heard Joe Vitale is coming. My friend Flirty Flipper, the huh? great producer wow. of the Bernie and Sid show. That's what I heard. I don't know. That's what Frank Morano told me. That'd be yeah. kind of cool. I haven't no. seen Jill in years. She stopped coming to work during COVID. She was still producing for me and Bernie, And then eventually she just kind of went away. And um, but I heard she's coming. It'd be great to see her. Do you know Jill? Of course. Now you know, oh, of course she was. Uh, that's was right.
4: There.
3: Yeah, I keep God, forgetting you,
4: you. You some things. You, you know what to I, a T and I, Some you know, things. I I I I, that's okay, I, though.
3: I I feel like I came back to New York for Bernie, with Bernie, and I forget when I came back, I came back strictly to do the Midday Show, and Imus was still there. So you were still there.
15: Yeah, I was sitting I know. there.
3: And then, of course, I did the Imus Show and the Midday Show for about a year and a half.
4: Right, and I was, yeah, so that last year probably is maybe blurry to you? I guess, I don't know. It
3: was actually a nice last year. That's when Don and I got really, really close, and that was, at at the very end is when I liked Don the most over the 20 years I knew him. (laughs) Because <laughs> he was
2: he,
4: like an older dog
3: Yeah, That's he was why. He was nice to me I'd call him at night We'd talk about his career every morning That was the highlight of the show And he was He was like an old dog Just, you know, just lays by the TV And doesn't really bother anybody And that was Don He was almost, well
4: Doesn't bark that much Yeah, anymore. right He still barked But he didn't bark all that
3: much I mean, he still made Rob Bartlett miserable And oh my
4: you my ever talked to Rob? Oh my God, did he make Rob bad? You ever talked to Rob? I haven't talked to Rob in a while, no, no. I haven't Fat bastard, where is he? He's just living in Long Island. He like. got mad at me and Bernie, I know. I think, you know, there, there was somebody who would
3: actually, before Imus died, Bernie and I would go on there. We'd say horrible things about the Iron Man. You know, we hated him. And um, I guess we still do kind of. But somebody would go back to Imus and tell him. And it would get back to us through Don or what's his uh, dopey kid's name? Uh, Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah. So, me and Bernie thought it must be Rob because Lou Ruffino's not talking Imus. Nope. Charles McCord's not talking Imus. Nope. Larry Kenny isn't listening. Nope. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike Breen. He's busy. Uh, right. <laughs> um, the other kid, uh, McConnell. No, what's his name? McConnell uh, Con- McShane. McConnell. Right. <laughs> put, <laughs> a McConnell. put a mix somewhere. <laughs> so, the only person we can think of who was like a Nazi soldier was Rob. Right? I mean, he was.
4: To a point he was.
3: To yeah. a point. Yep. Everything he's got in his life he owed to Don. Everything. So, um, But he
4: kept getting beat up.
3: <laughs> I know. So we um, we think that Rob doesn't like us. and that. But we didn't get mad at Rob. We don't care. We like Rob. He's, uh, whatever. It is what it is. But uh, I don't talk to any of those people anymore either. So
4: it, That's the best way. You talk
3: to uh, Tony?
4: No. No. I, I, I really that's like racist, Tony. That's racist, by the way. Yeah, it is. I'm offended <laughs> by myself, actually. What about Cariff Foster? Oh, yeah. The other day, we just uh, had lunch. <laughs> oh, However, God. her name is pronounced Corinne. Oh, my God. How yeah. do you say her name? I think it's Carith. I by, by the way,
3: she was on my show in Miami all the time. Like, I, I actually got, I became, yes, I became friendly with her. Okay. And we would how, she would did, come on in Miami. How did you know her? I, I knew her because I mis-hired her. So oh, for, when, oh, after that. After that, when he fired her.
4: Oh, I see.
3: I reached out to her and I said, hey, we've got something in common. We both got fired by Imus. <laughs> but you're black and I'm white. And... um. She used to love to come out with me in Miami and just pound Imus. And she was a comedian anyway. She was kind of funny. Kind of. Not very, but
4: nice girl. She was very nice. Yes. Very nice. And yeah. I, I loved Tony. And you love Tony? Yeah. I yeah. thought he was, he was a nice, guy. excellent guy. Yeah. I uh, love Rob. Of course, I've known Rob for a long time. He's a backstabbing little pussy. Uh, uh, Rob. Stop it, Rob. God. Okay, I'll never say it again. Rob. But, I mean, I, please. really, I'm aware of everybody jerk. everybody's uh, foibles. Yeah. Is that a good word? Yeah, but at least mine, you
3: see, they're out there. What do I hide? Nothing. They're out there. These other, you know, the rival tell you he loves you, and then go you yell, you call Amos. Oh, my God. You should have heard what Sid and Bernie said about you today, I man. Shut up. Don't worry about it. Go to Governor's and do some show and, you know, send <laughs> Sp- your, South way, Christmas uh, poem.
4: or Spin the Iraq wheel of uh, <laughs> Jordan. Jordan wheel that was Jordan. funny. Yeah. He course, was funny. He was hilarious.
3: Most of his stuff was very funny, to be honest. I got to give him credit. Some of it was, you know, <laughs> when I almost would call him, like, you know, the night before and give me some stupid Elvis bit, sometimes it was, you know. Eh. Yeah,
4: of course. But well, for the
3: most part, he was brilliant.
4: Who bats 1,000? Me. Oh, 1,000. That's what I I never you. have a bad show, never. Even when I feel Sid. like hell. Sid, everybody else yeah. is on this Write it down. Okay, okay. Everybody okay. else sucks. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yo,
3: yo. So they should all be invited to this uh, big event at... Um, Cipriani's.
4: This is going to be Bring insane. back the whole
3: Imus crew. Who was alive,
4: I guess. That's right. They look like Imus table.
3: McCord, Bartlett, Kenny, Breen, McEnroe. Oh,
4: my God. I'm, I'm not sitting at that table. <laughs> is Al Rosenberg still alive? Yeah, I think he's going to be there. I think he's <laughs> doing a couple of minutes on the stage. Christy Mezzamucci, <laughs> oh <God>. Tracy Levy, <laughs>
3: Janice Dean, <laughs> yeah, Janice. Water Wolf. Is he still alive down in Florida? <laughs> Go get him.
4: Water's alive. Get hey. him. Hey, Sid, I haven't seen you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> who what am I fight? missing? Who's a regular? Oh, Tony, Carith. Who else? Car- <laughs> am I missing
4: anybody else? Um, um, uh, there was another woman who was uh, part of the uh, comedy. I-, I can't remember. Her she name. was
3: a comedian? Who? A woman?
4: There was another one he brought an out, and and Rob hated her.
3: Was it later on, after I was already no, gone? No, it was
4: back in Astoria. Oh, back in Astoria. So, um, yeah, oh, Rob hated her. Uh, was I there then, Lou? Well, I don't think, I think so. I, 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 I think, must have been high. I don't know. I, I don't know. You yeah. could have been <laughs> yeah, wasted. a giant stadium somewhere. <laughs> oh, giant <laughs> stadium. oh,
3: God. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I did this event for Lee Zeldin a couple nights ago. And uh, the guy that uh, hosted the event, he's a super guy. His name is Steve Loro. He's a big deal out Long Island. So he introduced all the guests, whether it was Kimberly, Trump Jr., Ray Kelly, he, all the guests. So he brings me up and he goes, and you know, Sid Rosen, he was very nice. Went over my whole career. I miss FAN, hosting the number one show in New York, second book coming out, TV, movies. He was great. And he goes, and you know... Rosenberg never made it back from Atlantic City. <laughs> Something I've done many, many. I'm sitting there going, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> now he did send it to me before for approval, which I did. I didn't care, but he actually brought up on Tuesday night or Wednesday night uh, the the Atlantic City trip, which of course kept me from getting back to the Giant pregame show. Which is when I got fired by WPN back in two thousand five. You brought that up.
4: I think you need some new material. <laughs> I gotta
2: <laughs> I <know>. tell you. <laughs> well, I told you
3: Serena Williams is about to play at the U.S. Open, and I am reading all these stories about Serena's last tennis U.S. Open Serena. And I t- this is true. I, my Google is burning up every time they write a story about Serena. I am in the story. You know, it always hasn't been great for Serena. Way back when, some of the sports sportscasters got on her, like Sid Rosenberg back in 2001. I a sports. Now, they never say current WABC co-host. Of course not. They never do. They make it seem like I was a sports guy for i 20 years ago, and I died. I like it that way. I like it. Don't even refer to me these days at all, but they keep bringing the same story up. It's like, come on already. Okay, we get it. Yeah. I said something stupid Old. and offensive, and I got fired. At least I paid the price. Thank God Howard Stern got me my job back. But, my God, enough. Are you seeing that right now? Is that what you're doing, looking it up? No,
4: I'm oh. not, uh, cause because I, I don't want to see it. Yeah, don't, I think, don't it's, look at I think it. it's stupid. It is stupid. It's stupid. It's terrible. like 100 years ago. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like you said. Oh, God, be, John, I'm sorry. ABC. I didn't know.
3: I know. <laughs> Bring up new stuff. I know. Um, listen, Mark Zuckerberg, this is an unbelievable story. So, Mark Zuckerberg is the guy that created Facebook, right? And he's made, I don't know how many millions now. So, in fact, he got involved in the last election when I guess Facebook put, what, about 400 million towards the Joe Biden campaign? 400 million. Just in case you didn't think Mark Zuckerberg was biased, agenda driven, didn't care about politics. 400 million. But. But in a moment of honesty, yesterday on Joe Rogan's very, very popular podcast, Mark Zuckerberg admitted to something, which is going to make my friend George V. upstairs, but Apple, very upset. Remember, George came down a couple of weeks ago and spoke on behalf of the FBI, said how they're for the most. And he's right. He's right. Good people, hardworking people, patriots love America, despite all these ugly stories that are coming out about the FBI. Well, this one's ugly, uh, George. Very ugly. Mark Zuckerberg admits on Joe Rogan's podcast that the FBI made sure the Hunter Biden stuff didn't get out there, and instead they categorized it as Russian propaganda. Here's Zuckerberg on Joe Rogan's podcast, cut number 20.
4: There was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. So, you guys censored that as well?
15: So, we took a different path than Twitter. Basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us and was like, hey, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. We thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said you can't share this at all. We didn't do that. What we do is the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it, you could still consume it, but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as Twitter, we just kind of thought, hey look, if the FBI come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something, then I wanna take that seriously.
4: Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story?
15: No, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was, it basically fit the pattern.
4: He
3: probably lied there. I'm sure, like, they did tell him specifically about that story. He was only going to be so truthful without being completely honest, Mark Zuckerberg. But I believe that they did specify that story. But at least he did tell you that the FBI made sure that certain things never made it to the Internet. And those certain things, as you know, of course, would demolish or at the very least hurt the Democrats. So Mark Zuckerberg is on record on record putting the FBI on notice. one 800 848 wabc one 800 848 9222 Bill O'Reilly's morning message is coming up next. Then we're going to talk to the Nassau County Executive, Bruce Blakeman. That's coming up at 740. Great Friday show for you. number one in New York City. We are Bernie and Sid on Talk Radio 77, WABC.
11: Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Friday, some nice reporting by John Solomon at Just the News about the Trump document situation. Someone leaked White House memos to Solomon proving President Biden was deeply involved in urging the Justice Department Attorney General Merrick Garland to actively investigate Donald Trump. Now, I predicted that when the FBI raid happened because Mr. Biden is invested in criminalizing the Trump administration to further the interests of the Democratic Party, especially leading up to the midterm election. Also, Attorney General Garland would never move against Trump without Biden's permission. Essentially, the memos that John Solomon received from the Biden White House counsel say that Mr. Biden will not protect former President Trump as far as executive privilege is concerned. Of course, if it comes down to privilege in the document case, the Supreme Court would eventually have the final say, and that might happen. But now we have a direct Biden-Trump brawl, perhaps extending to the 2024 presidential vote, although I do not believe Joe Biden will run again. As for Donald Trump, he certainly wants to run, but they're trying to take him out. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis
1: later on.
2: There's a battle. Of-
3: Sent me this, this morning, the great Miranda Devine, one of my favorites. She said, Sid, I just started reading your book, which Kelsey kindly gave me to preview. And I love it already because you dedicated it to your dad, the late, great Harvey Rosenberg. And she put the uh, the emoji for the uh, the prayer, you know. And um, well, that was very, very nice. Thank you, Miranda. She's previewing it because I guess she's going to write something in the New York Post about the book. Well, I got so many great things coming up for this book. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Mark Levine, I think Craig Gutfeld, uh, we got uh, Brian Kilmeade, we got Fox and Friends, uh, Adam Carolla. They've uh, reached out to Joe Rogan. About 25 radio shows across the country. This is why we're number one, folks. I get this. I mean, whether I'm on a movie set in Los Angeles, a TV set in Brooklyn, you know, hanging out uh, in New Jersey. You know, the Housewives, I mean, I, I've introduced this show to so many different people, so many different audiences that otherwise would never, ever, ever in a million years listen to this show. I'm just being honest. When I show up at that guy's backyard on Wednesday night to speak on behalf of Lee Zeldin, I'm there for Lee because I love Lee and I want to save New York State. And it's important, really important that the people of a voice in this town are out there for people like Lee Zeldin and Allison Esposito, but there's a lot of folks under that tent who don't know who Bernie and Sid are. Now they do. Now they do. So um, I'm always working. It doesn't matter. I could be at a diner in Brooklyn. I could be in an Italian restaurant in Howard Beach. I could be at Kennedy's in Breezy Point. It doesn't matter. I'm always working. There is always potential audience. And even though... Well, number one, New York mornings—that can go away in uh, about uh, uh, in a fart, gone. If don't you don't watch. go that out, fast? You... yeah, that really? fast. That's fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people fart for a long time. My grandmother used to walk down the street, be like a three-minute fart. I'm not even kidding you. They're like, I'm like grandma, but <laughs> <"Fart, laughs> but, and now I do the same thing at the age of 55. But
4: um, to be honest, why not? But you got to keep doing it. That's it how just... I know where you are, by the way, yeah. the hallway. I follow yes. the three-minute fart. Yes. <laughs>
3: Say Oh, he's down here. So, um anyway, how to make that point. I'm not even sure why how to make it, but uh did you ever go into
4: marketing too? You 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 really should get three salaries here, I think. You really should, I should
3: get I market, should get marketing because I market the show. I market the show. Yeah, John doesn't I listen, John I, I gotta give John credit because for years we couldn't get anything done. Anything. And John and Margot and Chad put us in the New York Post all the time. And that is not a small thing. I used to beg these guys. I get back to New York. I go, I came back to New York. I came back to make us great. Oh, would you hear that before? Can't you put a damn billboard by the Lincoln Tunnel? Give me something. Say it, Bernie, something. Nothing. Cumulus, they wouldn't print out a flyer. A flyer. John Katsimatidis put this in the post. That is a big deal. Huge. So he does his fair share. But truth be told, in the six-plus years I've been here, I'm the marketer. That's it. I market the show. I uh, spend a lot of time hosting the show. Uh, I travel all over New York State in an effort to get listeners to listen to the show. So I should get what? A radio salary, a marketing salary, and what else? Uh,
5: he said three. Well, Take there's... my salary while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> we,
4: we need Phil still. So no, we need can't, Phil. You will be the d- unpaid intern.
3: Phil, you're great. I mean, look at, the, look at the sound we played already today that you actually did for us today. Yeah. Which one of these are you? Don Lemon, that was you. No, Jonathan that was, Turley, that wasn't those you. Those both Justin. What about uh, Mark Zuckerberg?
5: <laughs> that was also Justin. What about
3: Megyn Kelly? Also Justin. Why do you get paid at, at all? <laughs> <laughs> Megan Biden
5: did. ones, though. Let me tell you. Oh, Biden. Does. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, I'm saving those. Those are so good, I'm saving them for tomorrow. Who said that? I'm off tomorrow, but somebody use them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Megyn Kelly. I always liked Megyn Kelly. I, I know, like, a Bernie got mad at her that first debate. He laughs about it now, but he actually he really did get mad. Because he felt like she ambushed Trump with the woman thing. And Trump, of course, had that great answer only Rosie O'Donnell, which was brilliant. Well, you know, you say, Megan said to him, Well, you say these horrible things about women. You call them pigs and. <laughs> Gotta love Trump. And <laughs> only Rosie O'Donnell. But I like Megan. You know, and she left Fox News and NBC paid her. Uh, way too much money. Way too much money. And they uh, they couldn't wait to fire her, which they did go over this. Uh, you know this guy, Roland Martin? He tries to mess with me, too, but I get the better of Roland. She didn't. She got fired, uh, made a ton of money. Now she does a podcast, and she was talking about Fauci. And we covered this story a couple of days ago. Anthony Fauci announced that he's going to retire in December, but it ain't going to be all balloons and hookers for Anthony Fauci. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's a shame. Which which comes what, first?
15: What does what is, what is that look? What? Well, I mean, that was a little. Yeah. Don't you think it was like. Excessive? You think so? No, that's what happens. But that's like cool. I, like I don't think so. But I'm not, I'm not your average listener. Right? But
4: look, he, this is why he could go into marketing. That would be the idea. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, no, look, we need a bunch of balloons and hookers.
15: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Retirement. <laughs> no, my my, my point is
3: okay, boy, that's why
4: he would do a good job. <laughs> well, thank you, Louis. <laughs> okay.
3: My point is, there are people out there that said gonna, he's got to face a, uh, you know, a congressional <laughs> hearing, and they want a piece of this guy's ass, and up and I'm messing around here. Okay. Rand Paul is mad. Not me. No. I no, know. Well, not literally, by the no. way. Oh. So, uh, so Megan Kelly has found you on the podcast. Or maybe she didn't have him on the podcast. Maybe she was talking about him.
15: Do you know which one it was? Yeah, she definitely didn't have him on the podcast. <laughs> <So> <laughs> based based, on, yeah, based on what's said in the cut, yeah. she definitely wasn't talking
3: to <laughs> she him. She actually drops the F word when she talks about subpoenaing. Uh, how do you say that word exactly? Subpoena? Yeah, but when you do it, what's the actual verb? It's like
15: subpoenas, but without the S. No, with
3: the verb. Oh, yeah. the verb. Is
5: subpoena, subpoena a noun? No uh, well,
3: subpoena is a noun, but when you're actually subpoenaing, how do you
15: say it? Subpoena. Subpoena. You're just no, you're putting, putting again, in a subpoena. Subpoenaed. She subpoenaed. They, they subpoenaed him. When you're subpoenaing. They subpoenaed him.
4: Subpoena-ing. Say it again. Subpoena-ing.
15: Well, that's what she tried to say,
4: I got guess. Any blo- got any balloons
15: in there? <laughs> yeah, those are weird words. Balloons
3: though. and hookers. So, uh, Megan Kelly, you got to hear this. She drops the F word for Anthony Fauci. It's great audio. Take a listen.
4: He
7: sounds like he's been invited to afternoon tea at one of our houses. I will consider it. I'll consider it. You know, only if it's oversight, because what I experienced was personal attacks. I will go if it's true or... you dr fauci you don't get to say whether you go you get a congressional subpoena you show up or you get the steve bannon treatment
3: wow f you dr fauci that was
15: great yeah i had to bleep it out
3: (laughs) well you should have left it why you should have left it (laughs) yeah Yeah. if i feel like when you bleep it out it doesn't have the same effect well yeah but you can't
15: you can't just leave the out i mean this is this is radio it's Friday. this is friday
3: Friday. he's not listening (laughs) on a friday you think john will get mad how long would it take John Andor to text me if you actually dropped the Probably lefty F four effort? seconds. Forty seconds? <laughs> well, they wouldn't hear it because we would dump it. Oh, but. that's true. Uh, Frankie Diaz, for some reason, is itching to check in.
11: Go ahead, Frankie. No, I was trying to say that I think the, uh, the correct term is being served.
3: Oh, thank you. Okay. You know what it's like in the, in the uh, Howard Stern <laughs> show? They've got Robin behind the glass. She's like in a little booth behind the glass. And I have to look out behind the glass towards the newsroom to see Frankie. And he gets like all itchy, you know. He's, I gotta say, I gotta say something. Yeah, but
15: and, he usually gets itchy to like give us useful information. That right. was, that
5: was kind
3: of. Yeah, well, why, why do you
5: think that was important, Frank? You guys are arguing about what's called subpoena. No,
3: because because yeah, subpoena in itself is a noun, yes. right? Yes,
5: but you can make it into a verb. And subpoena. how do you do that? No, you, you can't. call it, You're serving a subpoena. You can't. What, what do you mean you can make it into a... You can't do that without that Yes, right. you can. No, because, All right, make, because make a... make sandwich into a verb. But it, 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 you can't do that, dummy. But if, <laughs> this is my if point. You, but wait a second. Sandwiched.
3: If you, if you subpoenaed somebody, <laughs> it's a verb. You subpoenaed somebody.
15: Yeah, but uh, a subpoena is also a noun. Co- so wait, wait, it's a noun and a verb, I guess.
3: Right. But. You could take the noun subpoena yeah. and make it into a verb if you've subpoenaed somebody. Yeah. But how did you? You want guys to went to college. Well, but I, I, like, I, I just don't. Remember. I just don't think subpoenaing ago. is a word. I don't okay. think. I don't I think, think that's. A word. I think it is too. Think we'll look it up. Thank God they're canceling my debt. Every every hour is a fight on this show. I went to college for free, so I don't know. Look it up there, Lewis. What do you got? Subpoena ing. Subpoena okay, a so, verb. Uh, Hang yeah. on. I'm looking yeah. at the word yeah. first. The act of subpoena. Right.
5: Yeah.
15: <laughs> yeah. Oh, still, yeah I you All could, right. say, you could say subpoenaed. Right. Yeah, but subpoena ing, I don't think you could say.
5: Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, it's a I, verb. It's a, it's a gerund. Subpoena ing. Okay. In, uh, thank you. In, in,
4: in English. Past and present, or some of the the, 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 com- you, the committee is perfectly capable of subpoenaing people uh, to come along uh, and that's to a give firm. it such technical See? advice. When mm-hmm. guys, let me explain
3: something to you: syntax, grammar, all that stuff. I write books. I've written
15: two books. <laughs> you talk. <laughs> but, but what's the matter? What? We, we have to go over the, the, how, okay. how you write these books. How do I write the books? <laughs> single handedly you, you talk into a phone for uh, four hours Fine. a day, and then somebody writes it down for you.
3: Okay fine So you're not
15: writing the book I'm not I mean it's your book but But then why is my name on the cover Because it's your story Oh It'd be but, weird if it wasn't. But you, but you tell it to an actual writer, right? Stop. Who, who knows tell this everybody, thing. everything. Well, it's like I a mean, half-assed listen. autobiography. <laughs> you, wait, you, you don't think people could put it together? You don't think people could put it? I mean, we've had the guy on the program, Johnny Russo. We've had the guy several times on the program. <laughs> okay. Be like, yeah, I'm the one who writes Sid's book.
4: Sid doesn't think so. Yeah, Do <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs>
15: no. no. the clip of the no. day. I'm begging no, no, you. No.
1: God, you. You just, just got served,
4: man. Just, I, just, yeah. I, I, just,
1: <laughs> I just got, got subpoenaed. Use it right. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning. and walk around the house
11: laughing my butt
1: off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
11: I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. <laughs>
3: We just had such a great weekend, me, Danielle, and Gabe at that Crystal Springs Resort. I mean, just great massages, great dinners, and who knew that I was a champion axe thrower? You know, Danielle did that with um, the girls in her office a couple of months ago, and um, I don't know what the hell she was doing, to be honest, and I didn't think I could even do it, but I tried it for the first time at the Crystal Springs Resort on Saturday, and I was not good, great. It was fun. Good way to get your aggression out, uh, Phil. Anyway, uh, one of the many people that I saw on Wednesday, many fine people at this Lee Zeldin fundraiser, which I talked about quite a bit. Uh, I mentioned all the folks I saw, including uh, my next guest. He has done a tremendous, amazing job replacing Laura Curran as the Nassau County executive. He's a handsome guy and a terrific guy. And it was nice seeing him Wednesday night. And here he is back on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show, my friend Bruce Blakeman. uh, Bruce, it's Sid. How are you, buddy? Hey, Sid. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Great seeing you uh, all dressed in black, looking very handsome on Wednesday night before your big dinner with Pat Ryder. uh, uh, We were there for the same reason, uh, Bruce. I mean, other than the fact that, of course, Republicans, the party, and that is we want to save New York And we both agree the one guy that can do that, Lee Zeldin.
10: Yeah, well, you know what? We are going through a crime epidemic in New York State, and it's got to stop. And Governor Hochul has shown no signs that she even recognizes that we have this terrible public safety problem. As a matter of fact, Sid, last week she came out with what she considered to be a very important criminal justice program. He mandated that criminals in jail can no longer be called inmates. I know. They have to be called incarcerated persons. (laughs) I mean, are you kidding me? We've got people robbing stores, invading people's homes, stealing their cars, pulling guns and knives in New York State, and that's her important criminal justice message? I mean, it really has to stop. We have to get serious about electing someone and that person is lee zeldin who will turn this state around and make us much safer than we are now because we have great cops as you know in nassau county sid they solve the crimes they make the arrest but because of these crazy laws they go before a judge and the judge has no discretion
3: yep no i know
10: has to let these people out
3: yep even your da and donnelly who of course beat the evil todd kaminsky is uh, great on our side, too, but there's only so much even she can do. You know, I will tell you this. The, the the lady who blew me and Kimberly Gilboy was great, but the lady, Bruce, that blew me away on stage Wednesday night is Lee Zeldin's running mate, spent 25 years as a cop, and I'm talking about his lieutenant governor, Allison Esposito. How impressive is she?
10: We love Allison Esposito in Nassau County. I'm going to tell you, every place she goes, She makes such a solid impression because of her criminal justice background, because she understands the problems of everyday New Yorkers. And let me tell you something. Lee Zeldin chooses an NYPD inspector, Allison Esposito, a solid person as his running mate. The most important decision, the first decision that Kathy Hochul had to make was who was going to be her lieutenant governor. And she picked a criminal. I mean, <laughs> this, this, this is the, the contrast that, that is so bright on the differences between Taffy Hochul and Lee Zeldin. And it's incredibly important that we all do everything we can to elect Lee Zeldin and Allison Esposito so that we get some common sense public no. officials who care about us.
3: Agreed. This is the Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman, and Bruce, I got to tell you, uh, I know a lot of people, Nassau County friends of the show, including people like Peter King, Melissa Zim, my beautiful wife Danielle, works in Great Neck in Nassau County, and uh, everybody loves you, and they think you're doing a great job, and they really believe—I mean this, Bruce—that there are bigger and better jobs in your political future. And then somebody asked me a couple days ago, "What exactly?" does the executive do? I'm at the Supper County Executive. I know the Nassau County Executive. What exactly is the job description for a quote-unquote executive of one of these counties? And to be honest, I didn't know the ins and outs. What exactly
10: do you do on a daily basis? Well, basically, county executive is a synonym for a governor or a mayor because we are the chief executive officer of our county. And basically, we handle all of the administrative roles. We run a police department. We run a jail. We run a sewage treatment plant. We run social services. We run a, a highway and roads program. We have parks and recreation. We manage the most beautiful beaches
2: wow.
10: uh, in the world here in Nassau County. So uh, the job of a county jet, uh, executive is, is similar to or is actually identical to being a mayor or a governor. And in Nassau County, we're larger than 10 states. So it's a big job. Wow. I work hard at it, but I've got good people around me. And the people in Nassau County are wonderful people to work with. It's an honor and a privilege for me to be their county executive.
3: My wife has a, a pretty nice car, and she's been afraid to park it outside the office. And I said, well, what do you mean? You're, you're great neck. Nassau County. is beautiful there. And it was told to me that there's an uptick in in car robberies and uh, some even home invasions. And I'm like, no way. Really, Nassau County? Is that true? Has that become like Howard Beach, for example, has become a huge issue. Is that becoming a bigger problem in your county?
10: It's not just Nassau County. It is the whole state. You have to understand that if someone comes in your home, in your home, in your castle, and invades your home, that person goes before a judge, and they're let out without having to post bail. Right. It's bizarre. They can come back the next day and go in your home, and they get arrested by our great police department. They go before a judge, and they're let out without bail. This is your home, and people can invade your home and have no consequences. That's how crazy things have become because of our liberal, woke, progressive Governor and legislators in Albany, and it's got to change.
3: Yep. What is uh, your relationship, Bruce, with Andrew Garbarino? He just uh, won Beat cornered at Shelly on uh, Tuesday, and um, he's uh, Peter King's, of course. Peter King has given him his blessing. What is your opinion on Andrew Garbarino?
10: Well, Pete King is an important uh, blessing to get. Just like Bernie and Sid was an important blessing for me, I think it put me over the top. Uh, thank you. Uh, Andrew Garbarino is a great guy. Um, he's a down-to-earth guy. He's someone that I can call uh, for help with the federal government. He fights for the people of Masson and Suffolk County. He's a great Long Islander. And I, I, I think Pete King is right. We need Andrew Garbarino in Congress.
3: So, uh, you know, you keep mentioning uh, the crime, obviously, and the fact that people can break into your house and be out the next day. But one of the places where they went yesterday, Hokel and Zeldin, was uh, fracking. And, of course, we need to frack here in New York. John Katsimatidis can tell you that more than anybody. We've got the resources right here, but for some reason there's a continued ban by the Democrats on fracking. Makes no sense. You're talking about jobs, energy, all these things we can have right here. And I've never heard one person... One in the Democrat Party. Give me a reasonable excuse why we don't do it, and that was the back and forth yesterday between Hochul and Zeldin. Can you give me one one decent excuse
10: why they would ban fracking in New York, Bruce? Well, here's three reasons why we should frack. Number one is energy independence, and we've seen now with the spike in fuel costs, it's a result of not being energy independent. That's number one. Number two national defense. If we can't have the fuel that we need to run our economy, to run our military, to run our country, uh, then we have to depend on others, and it's a national defense problem. And the third reason is that here in New York State, if you're on the southern tier in New York State on the border of Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania where where they frack, people are driving around in brand new Lincoln Navigators and Cadillac Escalades, and on the New York side of the border, Just one mile away, people are driving around in 25-year-old pickup trucks. You know why? Because they're not allowed to frack. They're not allowed to enjoy economic freedom and the ability to provide for their families. They can do it on one side of the border, but they can't do it on the other side of the border. It's the most ridiculous
3: thing. It really is. So tomorrow is, uh, is that Jim Blossom's concert tomorrow?
10: Yeah, well, first of all. I have to say happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Seagal, today or I'll get in trouble. Oh, there you go. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking her to the Gin Blossoms concert at Eisenhower Park. It starts at 8 o'clock, but get there early. It's a free concert. The Gin Blossoms have four or five great hits. They're a great band, and they have a Long Island connection. One of their members is from Valley Stream, where I grew up.
3: Uh, you know, and I'm a huge Jim Blossoms fan, Lou Rufino, who plays the music on this show. We kind of split the music requests, and I'm always asking for gin Blossoms. So the fact that you're actually having them live on Long Island tomorrow is a very, very big deal for 80s guys like me, Bruce. Hey, if you're around, I got a front row seat for you, Sid. <laughs> you're the best. I may. I got a book signing in Brooklyn for my book in the afternoon, but I may stop by afterwards. In fact, here's some Jim Blossoms for you right now. Bruce Blakeman doing a tremendous job as a Nassau County executive. Very, very good friend of Sid and Bernie on this show. Bruce, thank you for stopping by this morning. Keep up the great work and happy birthday to your lovely wife. Sid, and hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. You got it, pal. There he is, Bruce Blakeman. And here's some more Jim Blossoms as we wrap up the 7 o'clock hour. Number one show in New York, and we are Bernie and Sid.
2: My tongue's all tied in knots Jumping off a bridge It's just the
1: farthest That I've ever been Anywhere you go I'll follow you down Any place for those I know by Bernie and sit in the morning On the Red Apple Podcast Network
3: You know the other uh, station is turning 100 years old but um another New York I guess um icon Bloomingdale's is turning 150 years old preparations are underway for the part of the, the party of the century excuse me I don't know where they're going to have this but it's a big story in today's a big ad in today's New York Post Bloomingdale's turning 150 Years old. I used to make birthday parties next door for my son, Gabe, across the street. Dillon's. It was a great candy store. You know Dillon's, right, Louis? No. Are you serious? You don't have kids, that's why. No. Anybody who has kids knows Dylan's. It's out of business now. I think COVID killed it. But I had, I think, one birthday party for Gabriel there, one for Ava there, and I've gone shopping to Bloomingdale's, I don't know, a thousand times. I like to walk down. Uh, That's that Street 61st Street uh, every now and then. So uh, congratulations to WABC for turning 100. And congratulations to Bloomingdale's in New York City for turning 150. Two hours in the books coming up this hour. Lydia reports. And at the top of next hour, the great Judge Jeanine. Always oh, a firecracker right here on Bernie and Sid.
1: For an appointment or newbridgehealth.org.
2: The
1: On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
14: People have definitely been play for the programs many times over. Huh. A Monday warrior, mean,
7: mean, stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean.
3: Uh, releases um, redacted Mar-a-Lago affidavit soon, later on this morning. You know, we, uh, we got Macedonia, Phil, and Justin Ellick. They cut up all this sound in the morning when Bernie's here and hopefully he'll be back on Monday. There's like 60 cuts. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I don't ask for nearly that many, but uh, if there's a big story the day before, I want them. So we've got all this stuff on, obviously, the affidavits, uh, how much you think will be redacted, whether or not you think it's going to affect uh, what we read later on today. We've got all that stuff. We've got the back and forth between Zeldin and Hochul. We've got Megan Kelly dropping the upward to Anthony Fauci. Mark Zuckerberg admitting, admitting the FBI basically told him, don't uh, uh, use that Hunter Biden stuff, the laptop stuff. So he basically buries the FBI. Sorry, George. Um, all that stuff. But then uh, Biden spoke yesterday, and uh, Lou started off this hour right before that great Rush song, Tom Sawyer, with uh, some really good commentary from the president just a couple of days ago. Play it again. It went like this. Go ahead, Lou. It
14: was very well said. Cumulative, definitely. I to play for the programs many times over.
3: Right. And that's what Biden usually does. He talks, and no one has any idea what the hell he says. No. Um, so I see these uh, six cuts that Macedonia fill. Spent his time cutting this morning. Great job as always, Phil. And uh when was this? In Maryland?
5: Yeah, in Maryland. Yeah. What was it a why was he there? What was he? It was a like a speech. <laughs> Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You picking up what I'm putting down here? <laughs> why well, I I I, I kinda of figured that part out. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. But I'm asking is,
3: He did make a speech. That's very good. But why was he in Maryland making that speech, Phil?
5: Well, sometimes speeches need to be done where you need to talk to the people. You know, he's not that far off from Karan Jean-Pierre, the uh, the girl that does
3: the the speaking for Joe Biden. When she answers questions, she does it like that. I swear to God.
5: Some places need to be spoken to, and Maryland was one of them. Mm. But was there anything going on in Maryland specifically that...
2: Um,
5: This is where my my knowledge kind of runs itself thin. Oh, you did great. Thank Thank you. you. Well, he was in Maryland for (laughs) some reason. (laughs)
4: You You went down the field tunnel. It's not not pretty (laughs)
3: sometimes. It's Uh, it's very good. So So I'm reading all these uh, cuts, and, and every one of these cuts, except for the ones where he calls out people like me and Bernard, he lies. He lies in every cut. He lies. Did you know that that um in Maryland, Phil, he lied time and time again yesterday?
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's something I've picked up.
2: Yeah.
3: This may be the biggest lie of all. This Biden of forecut. He's talking about how Trump increased the deficit, but how this ridiculous inflation act, which will do anything but decrease inflation, even Bernie Sanders said it. Even Bernie Sanders and then he starts throwing out numbers. He just throws out numbers. <laughs> oh, going to save a trillion dollars. What? Play your Biden number four. There's like six lies in here. Biden four. But
14: you hear, you hear Republicans always talk about the deficit, right? Yeah. About big spending Democrats? Right. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? When the last guy was president, he increased the debt by $2 trillion in taxes. Not cut. the debt, the debt. Not a penny but paid for, okay? Huh? Well, guess what we did? What? We reduced the deficit. If the Inflation Reduction Act He's lowers lying. the deficit by 300 billion over the next 10 years. I, uh, Come on, listen, on this, That's on top of uh, on top of. the 350 billion dollars <laughs> I reduced the deficit <laughs> last year. There's still not a number. one point yeah. five billion Trillion, trillion dollars. Reducated oh, edition. baby. I play for the programs many times now.
11: Just no numbers. We're reducing it by $17 trillion. Sid, I could tell you why he was down there if you want to know. Yes, please. I'll be very nice. Yeah. He was in Maryland because the DNC threw a rally that, uh,
5: down there for the uh, midterms. Well, thank you for that, Frankie. I James. was going to get to that. But right. I just didn't have enough time to explain. Yeah, I didn't have enough time. I cut yeah. him off very, very quickly. It so. was a speech. Yeah. It was <laughs> so, a speech. He spoke. <laughs> yeah, it was a speech.
3: So uh, he lies about four times there. And then he says that these are MAGA people, which I'm one, proudly, were basically semi fascists. Uh, Phil, do you know what a fascist is? Yeah what
5: is it, Phil? Oh, you're going to ask me the definition. Yeah, you expect
3: <laughs> me to have like a written out but definition. But wait a second. Wait. When I tell you I love college football and wise-ass Lou says, well, then tell me the starting
5: quarterback Mammy Miami Hurricanes. Oh, That's sorry. That's okay. I, I guess I missed the part when I said I love fascism. But <laughs> what <laughs> is it? What is fascism, Phil? It's like a... A speech. <laughs> Some fascists way. have speeches. <laughs> <laughs> He's right about that again. Some of them. Some of them not not do. This is great. a freak show. Yeah, so, you know, you're a Trump supporter, aren't you? W- when did you get that? Oh, you don't like Donald Trump. I never uh, said that either. Well, you're, bro, bro, you're on a political talk show. <laughs> this
3: is not the time to all of a sudden act as if you're, you're playing on both teams. I have political ambiguity. I don't care,
5: by
11: the way.
3: If you, if you don't like Trump, I don't care because you're brilliant and you're funny and... I vote a third party.
5: Who is that? John Anderson still does that? What? Who's a third party guy? Well, I voted for... Last election, I voted for Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> oh, you voted for who? Joe Jorgensen. You should be fired for that. Seriously. No, a, I, Who's Joe Jorgensen? The guy who works on my car, I think. <laughs> I mean, she was the libertarian candidate. Do you realize right now, Philip, <laughs> Is he a country? There's, like a an guitar eight, player?
3: there's an 18-year-old kid okay. <laughs> who just left, like, Ohio, like last year. Mm-hmm. He's in a lonely cave in Afghanistan, missing his mother and father, and worrying that he'll never get back to the United States because he can be killed today. All because... He wants to protect this country and give you the freedoms that you ultimately deserve. And you went and voted for Joe Jorgensen? This poor kid may die in Afghanistan today. And you voted for Joe Jorgensen?
5: Had I known that Biden would have won by one vote, which apparently mine would have swung, I probably would have voted for
3: Trump. That's a good point. He did win by like seven million. Yeah, right? that's yeah, right. I don't think it really doesn't really, really matter.
5: Yeah. Okay. So Biden goes on
3: to just malign all of us: Sid Rosenberg, Bernie McGurk, all of us. He says um, he doesn't like us, basically. Number three, Biden.
14: What's happened is. What's happened is
3: twice. Yeah,
14: there are, no, there are not many real no. Republicans anymore. <clears> That's <throat> no, not, huh? By the way, huh? your sitting governor, he's a Republican you can deal with. Mm-hmm. We disagree. No, no, I'm serious. <laughs> but at least he's within the mainstream of the Republican oh, Party. Tough
3: time there with that.
14: I respect conservative Republicans. You do? I don't respect these MAGA Republicans.
3: Right. He doesn't respect us. That's, uh, he, he doesn't like us very much. He calls us fascists. And then he goes on to, we'll talk about these uh, climate deniers. You know, I think I'm a climate denier. I, I do believe that eventually these climate issues will, um, will be a huge issue, eventually. But Al Gore told us back in 2000 that by 2015, the world would not exist. It was seven years ago. You know, I understand. I had to deal with this nonsense with Jill. Don't throw your straws in the ocean because the turtles will choke on them.
5: <laughs> I mean, Jesus, have come you been, on. Have you been fighting that by just throwing every straw you have in the ocean? Of course. Okay. I, I'm like a You're child. on the beach. If you tell me
3: not to do something, I can't wait to go run and do it. Unless it's John and Chad. They actually do scare me. Um, <laughs> they're the only two people. So um, Biden says that uh, me, because I'm a climate denier, I have been uh, screwing up all these deals for years. I really felt like Joe Biden was talking to Bernie and Sid yesterday because all the things he he talked about were things that were either against or for and were on completely different sides with this idiotic president who my dear friend calls the imbecile in chief. This is uh, Joe Biden six for quote unquote climate deniers like Bernie and Sid.
14: We also had to take on the. And guess what? What? We beat them. We did. We beat them. Oh, we won. Oh, that's good. For decades, Mm -hmm. these climate deniers blocked any meaningful progress in dealing with climate crisis. Not now. But not this year. No way. This year, the American people won, and the climate deniers lost. Right. And consequently, we're taking the most
3: aggressive action to confront climate crisis ever. a what? $368 job. billion. In other words, $368 billion. It throws numbers. Simple, oh, shut power. up. Uh, brother, we, we keep winning with uh, Joe Biden. Now we already won the climate crisis. What did he say? Three hundred sixty. So Those throws numbers up. there. Right. Well, guess what? Big Pharma, right? We beat you, too. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. We won again. Here's uh, Joe Biden, number five.
14: Decades, big pharma won, yeah. but not this year. Not this year, no. The American no. People oh, won. look
3: at us—we're doing and great, big we're winning. winning. Big,
14: big, big pharma lost. You're winning. Medicare now. Hold
3: on a second. I pay forty bucks a pill for Viagra. You dumb bastard. How the hell did big pharma lose?
14: Drugs limited to no more than two thousand dollars a year, no matter how. Another number. those numbers out there. For cancer or other diseases. All
3: right. Yeah, we're winning big. Clearly, I mean, I'm, I'm missing all this. I feel like. This is the worst time in my lifetime. And I had to go through four years of Jimmy Carter. In my 55 years of existence on this planet, I feel like this is not even close, far and away the worst time in my lifetime. This creature in the White House. Thank you, Mommy. I feel like we lose every day. Every day, in every aspect, we are losing. And here's Joe Biden. Oh, there's Glenn Tachinelli. We're winning. We beat Big Pharma. We um, the climate deniers. We kicked their ass. The uh, deficit. That's uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you I worked you in there, Glenn, but I did. Uh, the deficit, don't worry about it. We just what did you say, three trillion fortune? There's those numbers out there. We're
4: Seven, winning. Seven hundred and fifty yeah. trillion million dollars. <laughs> I mean this, this
3: guy's
14: been play for the programs many times though. What he said. So um he also
3: is still trying to convince people that he knew nothing about this FBI raid, him in the White House, which even Bill O'Reilly, you know, one thing Bill O'Reilly does, and he's so great, you know, him and I tight, but he does constantly come on and make excuses for Biden. Well, he doesn't know what he's doing. He uh, can't put his own shoes on. He can't feed himself. So when me and Bernie, for example, will say, this Biden's evil, Bill's like, no, 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 no. But yet, 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 yet. When I asked Bill yesterday, do you think... Biden is being honest. When he says he knew nothing about the raid, Bill said, no, I don't. No, I don't. I think he knew. That was a big stab for Bill O'Reilly yesterday. Excuse me. Um, God, sorry. <laughs> sorry I, I have horrible that. indigestion. I can't, right now, let me tell you what's going on. I can't hear out of my left ear. My voice is maybe 60%, and I've got horrible indigestion. And I'm still putting on a Marconi award-winning show.
5: But you still don't know who the quarterback of Miami
3: is. And I still don't know that. That's correct. But I know this. Lou Dobbs has a great business report, and it's coming up right now.
1: This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
0: I'm Ryan Lang, in for Lou Dobbs. Wall Street riding a modest two-day win streak. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's Jackson Hole comments coming today. Mortgage rates surging this week. Those stories next. A recession may be ahead.
16: Retirement accounts especially vulnerable. If you want to protect your future, call the Precious Metal Dealers at American Hartford Gold. They're the highest-rated firm in the field with an A-plus rating and thousands of satisfied clients. They'll suggest ways to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call, and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. Tell them Lou Dobbs sent you. They'll give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So call them now. Call 866-611-1277 or text Lou, L-O-U. To 998899. Again, that's 866 611 1277 or text Lou to 998899. 99.
1: This is the 77 W.A.B.C. Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
0: Investors are looking for stocks to build on yesterday's rally. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up more than 300 points. The Nasdaq was up more than 200 points in the session. Wall Street's riding a two-day win streak after deep losses early in the week. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell delivering comments at the Central Bank's Jackson Hole retreat today. Investors will be watching closely for any monetary policy hints. Sentiment has swayed back and forth recently as economists weigh poor earnings outlooks and mixed economic data. The job market, meanwhile, remains resilient, despite aggressive rate hikes, indicating another 75 basis point hike could be coming next month. The rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage surging this week, up nearly half a percentage point since last week. At 5.55 percent, the rate is getting closer to the June high mark of 5.81 percent. The average on a 30-year fixed is two percentage points higher than it was to start the year. Please join Lou several times each weekday, right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
1: Keep listening for more to
0: 77
1: WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's
16: Lydia Serrani.
8: Sid, I'm looking for stories in the morning. You know, that's what I do. Like, I'll think of a story the night before, and then I wake up early in the morning, and then I start looking to see, like, if there's anything that, like, pops out that'll be interesting. And I see this video And it happens at 11 o'clock in the morning in what is normally a peaceful part of town. A 74-year-old woman is walking down the street when she's punched in the face and falls to the ground. It's a crazy black lady that Mm. is wearing a white T-shirt. Now, this is where it happened at 52nd and Madison. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at the video. I recognize the lady. I've seen this this psycho lady walking around right outside of our studios. Wow. And she's – And she's always talking to herself. She's always screaming, yelling. Oh,
3: yeah. Yes, I think I know exactly who you're
8: talking about. She's got her hair slicked back in like a bun. She walks right outside of Schumer's up and down, up and down, yelling and screaming. I
3: pass her every day walking to Grand Central, almost every day
8: yes so she's the lady so we've seen her so how so can i like we keep hearing about these attacks so thank god the 74 year old lady she was able to kind of break her fall with her hands otherwise if she would have hit her head straight on the pavement she she'd be dead you know she she would be dead, she, her head would have been cracked open, and you see the video it 's a little old lady she 's just walking down the street she 's got her cute little sun hat on when that woman that screams and talks to herself we 've all seen her just gets up and boom punches her in the face, and i 'm like wow, and i 've seen this lady, and i 'll cross the street." But why should we have to live like this? Why is somebody like this who's clearly a danger to society allowed to roam the streets? There is Kendra's law, by the way, that allows the court to order certain people with serious mental illness to stay in treatment for up to a year. The bad part is that person still gets to live in the community, but at least the police could do a 5150 hold, right? They could put her in for involuntary psychiatric hold for 72 hours. But we keep hearing about these incidents. There was a serial pervert walking around grabbing women, at least seven attacks. There was the guy who attacked Jewish people in Williamsburg. There's so many mentally ill people walking the streets. And we're just supposed to look the other way or the street. Well, what, see, what's well, it going well, to take?
3: Well, it's going to take, I don't know, because people are dying. And there's a lot of people in this city. That are, uh, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, too sympathetic to the homeless and the crazies. Look, I hand out knapsacks for Tony Oso the last two years during Christmas time. So I I am a, a good person. I feel badly. But the truth is, in my opinion, the majority of these crazy mental illness homeless people are more dangerous than they are just pathetic So we got to stop with the, oh, my God, I feel badly for him. We start feeling badly for people like that 74-year-old lady. Well, God forbid you, one day, Lydia, walk into your car or walk into the train because it's happening now way too often. It's enough with the sympathy. It's time to clean up these goddamn streets
8: hundred percent agree. And we're talking about putting all these migrants in the hotels. They've now got 14 hotels throughout the city secured to put up all the migrants that are coming in. I'm not. What about psychiatric hospitals? Why doesn't anybody talk about building psychiatric hospitals? We got Rikers Island right there, you know, right? John,
3: John says that all the time, John. And I'm not sucking up to John. But, that. but he's right. We've got all that acreage out there, all that area out there. We do not have, uh, well, there's more uh, space than there is prison. Listeners, send the crazies out there. Put them out in the middle yes. of the water.
8: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a simple thing. These people need help. Do we? Like, I want to ask the, the whack you know, jobs. Again, like the-
3: I, I know these people need help, and I know you, you people start with that. No, no. We need the help. So yeah, they need help, and 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 let them get it. But I put what they need and what they want behind. Innocent, law-abiding citizens who can't tell if that homeless guy right in front of them is just nuts or violent. It's enough that they need help. We need help.
8: I I agree. I mean, so when I was going to say whack job, I didn't mean the people that are the mentally ill. Uh, Well, Kristen Gonzalez, she just won the state Senate seat. Uh, Right. And and she's like she goes, oh, socialism won. So I would love to ask people like her. She's a wannabe AOC, 26 year old stupid girl, uh, AOC, all these other really radical lefties. Why are they so opposed to mental institutions? Why are they so opposed to getting these? Okay, so I'm going to put it from there getting these people the help that they need. That it's not normal for the guy, like sometimes when I go, I walk across, even right there by Smith and Walensky, which is beautiful. There's a guy across the street over there, you know, where the eye place is, the eye, um, you know, like you get your eyes checked, whatever. There's a guy there that he will scream and yell and talk to himself. And I mean, we're seeing them, and this is like an abuse. Beautiful part of Midtown, and, and, and it really and way, kind of idea, shook the, me the, when I saw this right, lady. Uh, I said, "Oh my God, I've seen her!"
3: The idea that that guy commits a victimless crime is wrong. I mean, yes, right. he's not touching somebody, he's uh, he's not beating up anybody, raping anybody. But I can tell you that living on the Upper West Side, my kid Gabriel was a little boy, and there would be homeless people that would deprecate on the street. They wouldn't touch him. They wouldn't even look at him, but they would do stump on the street, yell, scream, deprecate. And let me tell you, to this day, he has not gotten over that. So the victimless yes. crime, we got to be careful when we say that. It's kind of like the guy that walks into a store and has a gun. Doesn't shoot anybody, doesn't hit anybody, but you're, you're shopping there. And you got to stand there for an hour, and you're not sure whether that guy's going to shoot you or not. So he walks out, he didn't shoot anybody, but he ruined that person's life forever. I'm just telling you, you got to take those types of things into account.
8: You're exactly right, and there was another incident where a guy robs a convenience store on the west side, and then they just – the DA's office in Manhattan, they just reduced the charge down to a simple ticket. He was let out. Just like two weeks later, he goes and tries to rape a Uh, 15-year-old girl, and thank God another guy happened to see this happen and beat the crap out of that guy. And then the guy that attacked the 15-year-old, he wanted to press charges on the guy that beat him up who was trying to interrupt him. Raping this 15-year-old girl. I mean, we are – there's so much craziness going on in the city. And what's the the scariest part and the craziest part is it's all – preventable if they do the psychiatric uh, hospitals if they take the people that are mentally ill get them off the streets keep the criminals behind bars and let the cops do their jobs Uh, we're running out of time so five o'clock john katzmatini's cats before before me
3: to say this uh, the reason why we're number one besides the fact that i'm incredibly entertaining is uh, in all seriousness is the stories you just covered the stuff that bernie does too no one else does it You're not going to hear about these stories, Lydia, on WFAN. You're not going to hear about these stories all morning long on WOR. So part of the reason why we are number one is because John Katsimatidis from day one said, give them the facts, tell the truth, and your report every morning and a lot of the stuff that we do here and other shows throughout the day are the only shows in this city that are giving out these facts. Good luck finding out the rest of these stories all day long on any radio station in New York City. So great job by you.
8: Oh, thank you, Sid. And you know, when we come up with these, when we when we tell people these stories, we also try to think of common sense solutions. We're not just ranting and raving. How can this happen? We're trying to take it from a, an approach like, hey, what about the 5150 hole, the Kendra's law? What about a psychiatric hospital? What about this? What about the DA's office could have done this instead and this and that? You know, we're trying to, to make things better that's what we're doing we're trying to provide a public service that's what john wanted us to do and that's what we're doing john and margo and thank god they're allowing us to simply speak the truth because a lot of other stations you wouldn't be allowed to do this so that's why you got to listen to bernie and Sid in the morning and all of our other great shows but you're the best,
3: Sid. I you are the you. best, too. Thank you. Check out Lydia every weekday afternoon. Cats at Night. That's a great show. John Katz and Matitis uh, and Tidis, Lydia Serrani, and a host of others at the 5 o'clock every day. Uh, Judge Janine will join us at 9.05. Trying to get 8.40, but she's in the gym. She's in the gym. So she's doing 9.05, which is all—it's oh, great anyways. It's
15: right there. Yeah. right by the well, But you don't have to explain yourself to us. <sighs> I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. How are you? I'm fine. Isn't today a great show? It's a yeah. You're knocking it
3: out of the park. Home run. It's not just me. It's all you guys. Oh, there's been some great banter on today's show. Yeah, there really has. It's all I've ever wanted is to get that morning show sound that that Ayres had, that Stern has, that you know that that back and forth of four or five people getting involved every day. That's all you've it's ever like, wanted. You know, me and Bernie, after a while, I mean, I, listen, he's a great talent. I'm a great. I got to tell you, after a while, I'm like enough of the both of us. So the fact that all of you guys contribute the way you do, that gives this show that real morning show sound. Yeah. And the the guys that are making, oh, I don't know, billions of dollars, getting eights and nines in the ratings, that's what they do. Yeah. It's not like we're doing anything here that hasn't been done before. But why not emulate? Why not ape? Why not mimic the guys that did it right? Yeah. No one's recreating the wheel and radio anymore, folks. It's over. It's done. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Okay, you're bored. Okay. Go ahead. Do your thing. All right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you can see. Justin's like, he'll be done any second. Yeah. He'll be done. He'll uh, be at done some any... point, he'll nice. stop Thank talking. You. Okay, uh, great. It's, you know,
15: great. Great. Thanks. Like you. You know, all good things have to end, I guess.
3: This episode is brought to you by Snapple.
1: Burning and sit in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
15: Some things we don't talk
5: about rather really do without. Just hold the smile, falling. Love the same, proud
15: of together all the while. You can never say never. While we don't know, when.
2: but time and time again, younger now than.
3: So Joe Biden says yesterday, he goes, MAGA Republicans, and I'm one of those, so is Bernie. MAGA Republicans don't have a clue about the power of women. He actually said that. If you don't believe me, here's the imbecile himself, Biden too.
14: The court, in his opinion, used the phrase that women have a right to vote and change this. Well, guess what? MAGA Republicans don't have a clue about the power <laughs> of women. Okay. Well... Let me tell you
3: something. Okay, you just tell me something. They well, are. Okay, about- uh, right. Uh, well, we just had Lydia Saranai on the show. Last I checked, woman. Can I get. Uh, is that, hey, Phil, is that a woman? Lydia. Yeah. 905. Yes. Coming on the show, Judge Janine Pier. Woman? Yes?
5: Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: And uh, coming on the show <laughs> right now, one of the smartest economic minds in our country today. All she did was work alongside for President Trump for many, many years. Monica Crowley, woman, Phil?
5: Yes, confirm. Okay,
3: so three consecutive guests on the number one talk show in New York City: Lydia, Monica, and Judge Danine. But I, but we don't appreciate the power of women. Why? Because you don't snip their hair or grab their asses when they. Well, some of us actually do, but not me. But you know what I'm saying, right, Phil? I I'm with you. Us? I'm with you. Okay. Well, Monica Crowley is. Um, An economic genius. She's got a great podcast, which she invites me on but never brings me on. Here she is, my friend Monica. Good morning, sweetheart.
9: Uh, Good morning, Sid. And, yes, I've been remiss in extending an invitation to you for the podcast. Congratulations on your new book. We will get you on. Very well. Who, very, very who, who student, goes? I promise. Who
3: goes on before me? Who are these people that you deem more important than I am? That are on the uh, podcast?
9: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have had a whole parade of Republican candidates who have been uh, involved in really important Republican primary elections. So they've all wanted to come on the, the podcast, and then I've got Jared Kushner coming up with his new book. Oh wow! Manafort with his book. So yes, my apologies to you, but I promise you, you're going to be next.
3: Okay, so basically like Tina Forte and uh, Robert Cornicelli and Mark Molinaro and uh, these types of folks have been hijacking a podcast up until the great Jared Kushner comes on, yes?
9: Well, listen, Sid, you have a very stable and fantastic job here at 77 (laughs) WAGP, but there are a lot of Republicans that either we need to keep in office or we need to get in office like uh, Tina uh, Forte. So I need to be able to support them. But I promise you, okay. you have an open invitation, no, listen, and we will I, get you on the podcast.
3: Um, I lo- you know, I love you. I'm just kidding. And I, and I, and I love Tina. In fact, I saw Tina Wednesday night at the big Lee Zeldin fundraiser. She was there. I was there. Uh, and a whole cast of thousands. And I think I'm going to see Tina again next Sunday in Deal, New Jersey, with uh, President Trump at the next big one for uh, Lee Zeldin. But um, she's great. And you're right. We need to keep winning all these races. We need to take back the House, obviously, and the Senate, much trickier. Although every guy I talk to, maybe they're just being overly confident because they have to feel that way. But more and more of my guests that are Republicans the last couple of weeks are like, we're going to win back to Senate, too. I don't, I don't really see that road. Do you?
9: Well, you know, the, the, the mainstream media, or as I call them, the propaganda press, um, and the left, they all work in conjunction. And now we, it, it's crystal clear that they're all working hand in glove with big tech as well. I don't know if you saw Mark Zuckerberg blurt out the truth yesterday with Joe Rogan. But in any case, um, they're all colluding. That's where the real collusion always was and where the real collusion always is. that All of these entities are working together to try to influence elections like the 2020 election. And now we've got a situation where they're all working in cahoots with pollsters to put out these numbers showing that, oh, Republicans are slipping Not just in the Senate, but in the House, narrowing. And look, after Labor Day, when people start paying attention, it may very well legitimately narrow a bit. But the dynamics are so strong in the Republicans' favor. Again, not taking anything for granted, and we have to work our asses off to make sure that the Republicans do take control of both houses. But my point is that they work together to try to dispirit you to try to depress you, Mm. to try to demoralize you. So if you think, well, the Republican red wave is no more, we might not get this house, maybe we're gonna lose the Senate, so what's the point? That's what they want you thinking. And so they're putting out these poll numbers showing this kind of dynamic, which, I don't believe it's true, because when you look at the last really big midterm for the Republicans, it was 2010, it was Barack Obama's first midterm election. And all of these pollsters and all of the propaganda press, they were like, oh, you know, Democrats are going to sweep. This is going to be tremendous race by race. They were like, oh, this Democrat's up by 10. And you know what? Republicans won the House in over 60 seats. So do not believe these polls. They are meant to dispirit you. Do not let them win.
3: You know, Biden spoke yesterday in Maryland. That's really why I called you, Monica, because I've been making fun of him all morning. It's, it's made for very funny radio. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. He blurts out all these uh, numbers about the uh, national debt when Trump was in office, how the Inflation Act is going to reduce all these things. And then he throws out, like, like, outrageous numbers, trillions, billions. So I need somebody like you on the show to uh, confirm and or deny. Let me play the cut first from Joe Biden yesterday. And you tell me, Sid, don't make fun of him. He's actually right. Or, Sid, laugh as much as you want. <laughs> Lewis, okay. this is Joe Biden, cut number four. But
14: you hear, you hear Republicans always talk about the deficit, right? About big spending Democrats? Well, guess what? When the last guy was president, he increased the debt by $2 trillion in tax cuts. Not a penny, but paid for, okay? Well, guess what we did? We reduced the deficit. The, inf- the Inflation Reduction Act lowers the deficit by $300 billion over the next 10 years. And that's on top of the $350 billion I reduced the deficit last year and the $1.5 trillion reducing it this year.
3: I mean, these are great numbers. Uh, let, let's break this down from the very beginning. You worked for Donald Trump alongside Kudlow and a host of others. Trump increased the national debt by two trillion dollars is that true
9: so two points about this number one All Republicans, including Donald Trump, and nobody loves Trump more than I do, maybe maybe his family, and that's about it. But all Republicans do spend way more than they should, and that includes President Trump. That was pre-pandemic. So, yes, Donald Trump did spend a lot when he was president, but so did the Republicans in Congress, and Congress controls the purse strings. So it's them, not really the president. So that's number one. Okay. Number two – the COVID pandemic hit in March of 2020, which required a wholesale shutdown of the United States economy. Now, in retrospect, we can argue whether or not that was the right decision. I can tell you, Sid, having been there in the middle of this, because the virus was unprecedented, nobody had ever seen it before. Nobody knew how the virus was going to behave, right? Like, was this going to be Ebola where you're dead in 72 hours, or was this going to be a more extreme flu? Nobody knew. So everybody kind of took their cues from China. China started shutting down. Everybody was like, oh, well, they must know more about this virus than we do. And if they're shutting down, we should as well. So we shut down the entire U.S. economy, which was booming at the time. That required unprecedented programs to try. That we had to stand up, and they were brand new programs, very innovative. Yep. But we had to stand up these things to try to get the American people and America's small businesses and industries through the most acute period of the crisis. Okay, that explains that. And explain unfortunately, that, that cost yep. a lot.
3: Of okay, money. all right. So that, that's you explained it away, and it's fair. So he was right about that. The next party says. The Inflation Act will reduce the deficit. Now, again, I'm not an economist. I'm basically a sports guy that covers politics, like every average guy on the street, so I'm not that smart. But everybody I talk to says, no, no, Sid, 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 the Inflation Act will not reduce the deficit. It'll actually make it worse. What's the real answer there?
9: So, Sid, the sports guy, is smarter than about 99% of all <laughs> economists. <laughs> <laughs> like Paul Krugman, who are on the left and know nothing and just lie through their teeth. Um, look, he, they they put this Orwellian title on this pig, this lipstick on the pig, but it's still a pig. Okay, so they're, they're talking about it as – but as soon as uh, Biden signed it into lawsuit, they then began talking about it as the climate green energy bill right. and not the Inflation Reduction Act. It right. has nothing to do with that. So they're spending another trillion dollars in this incredibly inflationary environment where we're all paying through the nose for – in an outrageous way for the most basic things. So, of course, when you're spending another trillion dollars in government money, the inflation is going to get worse, not better. When he talks about deficit reduction, well, all of this that they're talking about now with the student loan relief and all of that, which is just theft. It's not forgiveness. It's not cancellation. It is theft. From the middle working and poor classes to the wealthier classes, the reverse Robin Hood, that is literally going to wipe out whatever projected deficit reduction in the first couple of years that they said with this uh, with this act. So, all they do is lie in order to get these massive spending and tax bills through, where you and I are left holding the bag and they're richer and more powerful. That's
3: right. Me and you are going to have to spend like $2,000 so some snot nosed kid doesn't have to pay for his college. What happened? You know, it's funny. I was saying this yesterday. And there was a time in America, Monica, when people who went to work and worked hard. And made a nice living. We celebrated those people. People who paid their debts. We celebrated those people. People who paid off their college loans. We celebrated those people. Now, in the new era, with this administration, those are the, those are the, the, the bad people. The people who are irresponsible, don't pay their loans, don't pay their debts, don't want to work, don't care about other people. These are the heroes I mean, it's unbelievable, but that is the real explanation for what's going on in our society today.
9: Yeah, and it's, it's completely upside down. You're exactly right. And as I was saying about this uh, student loan theft, it is economically disastrous because it's going to also contribute to this incredible inflation that we've got uh, in, going on in the country. Two, it's politically suicidal for the Democrats because they have for decades claimed to be the champions of the middle class.
3: Oh, did we lose her? Where's Monica? I can't hear her. She was making a great point. What happened to her? Oh, Monica, where are you? Let's get Is she there now? I think we lost her. All right. We could take a short break, come back. Is she there? Monica, are you there now?
9: I am here. Yes, yeah, so I mean,
3: you're making the point about the Inflation Act, how it's not really that. Go ahead, finish your point on that.
9: Yes, I know. Well, I guess the CCP is on to me here and there. That's funny. Or the Biden administration. Um, look, I was just saying that this, this student loan theft is – It's economically disastrous because it's going to just contribute to the inflation we already got going. Secondly, it's politically suicidal for the Democrats because they always claim to be championing the middle class and the working class, the poor, the minorities. We're all going to be the ones left holding the bag to transfer this massive amount of money. To the elites, to to the Harvard Law graduates who can certainly afford to pay off their loans. But even more importantly, and this is to your point, Sid, it's morally reprehensible to do this, to to make the plumber pay for the Harvard Law (laughs) graduates. It is completely upside down, but you know what it is? It's neo-communist. And that's why everybody needs to understand what's going on here. This is a radical redistribution of wealth. It's a giant wealth transfer. That is communism. We are living through a neo-Marxist revolution, and everybody needs to understand that so we can come back.
3: That was so beautiful, the way you did that. It was so simplistic, but the plumber paying for the Harvard grad. That is so beautiful. On, uh, but it's true. Uh, so on the way out, Monica, this word recession— It's been redefined in a couple of spots. We're not exactly sure what it is at this point, but uh, some of us think we are in it, mired in it. Uh, Are we, are we not? I know, again, I kind of joked around, but the White House did try to redefine that word a couple of weeks ago. Where are we economically right now as a country?
9: Well, I know they're trying to redefine the word recession the way they tried to redefine the word vaccine right. and open border. And it's, all
2: true. it's true. It's true. Yeah.
9: It is true. It's just it's an Orwellian language manipulation for power and control. That's it. So, uh, you know, where we are. Uh, Going into November, I think it's going to be a lot of hard work to get our candidates elected, but we've got to make that happen because the future of the country hangs in the balance It It really does. I mean, we are in the middle of this um, incredible Marxist revolution, as I just said, and they're doing everything in their power to make up the lost time of the four years of the Trump administration. Right. So don't forget, they had eight years under Obama to do this fundamental transformation of the nation, as Obama called it. What did, they, what did he mean by that? He meant moving us away from individual liberty and economic freedom, the things that made America great, toward this neo Marxist collectivist kind of model with them on top and the rest of us as serfs. So Donald Trump was not supposed to be elected. He was. And in four years, he began to turn the entire thing around and actually solve America's problems. Well, they realized that they lost four years under him. So that's why you're seeing Biden and the Democrats move with all deliberate speed to try to make up that time and slam this, this new Marxist model into place. So it's a very dangerous time for America. So we need all hands on deck.
3: You are so good, Monica. Where, uh, where can people find your podcast?
9: Uh, well, thank you so much, Sid. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, it's called the Monica Crowley Podcast. I do it three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I've got a sizzler Coming up today, a deep dive into Anthony Fauci. I am the science into his uh, into his hits, yeah. um, but, but will you?
3: But will you on your podcast curse him out and use the F word like Megyn Kelly had the balls to do?
9: I will not do that, but I admire Megan Kelly for doing it because somebody finally needed to say it, And God bless her for doing it. <laughs>
3: yeah, she is great. You're great, too. You're really, really great. Thank you for hopping on with the late notice this morning. You knocked it out of the park, and I will talk to you again very, very soon. Have a great podcast and a great weekend. You're terrific.
9: Thank you so much, Sid. Thanks, and I'll have you on the podcast very soon.
3: I can't wait. There she is, Monica Crowley on the Burning and Sid show. Yeah. MAGA people don't appreciate the power of women Lydia, Monica and Judge Janine is coming up next Actually, you'll be hard pressed to find someone who appreciates women more than me, more of Bernie and Sid right after this you can
11: We're live! Hey, Bill O'Reilly here,
1: and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: Champagne, can you have I mean, doctor. I had uh, pico last night, Mexican food, and I just feel fat. I know I'm not fat. I got a little bit of a, of a belly. I do. 55. Let me The Rest of my body's in pretty good shape, but um, I just I feel fat. I, uh, you know what it is? I'm wearing these uh, black jeans today, and there's no zipper. It's all buttons. You know, and um, I don't know. Nobody cares about this. My God said, "Shut up."
4: I like those black jeans.
3: They look sexy, right? I know. I'm a very sexy man. Okay, yes. Play this Jonathan Turley cut for Janine. She has stuff to do today, damn it. Hurry up, play uh, John Turley number nine because we need Janine to really break down this whole affidavit thing. No one really understands it outside of people
6: like her in this profession. So play your John Turley number nine. The assumption is that there is going to be plenty of redacted material where the judge could have said, you need to explain this one to me, why we can't be a little more transparent. But we're still going to get something, and that is a lot, I mean, because it's not common uh, for affidavits to be released before charges or convictions. And so um, we're great, we have to be grateful for that, but we also be leery of what we're going to get.
3: All right. So, yeah, it's very uh, rare for it to happen during an investigation. So, Judge Ean is on Fox uh, the, the 5, which is a great show on Fox News. It's great. Has a great show here, 11 a.m. every Sunday. And if it matters, she's uh, a Sid Rosenberg favorite. I, I, I'm in love with her. I really am. <laughs> oh God, I, I love her. I, I don't know what it is. Judge, Hi, you Sid. just How are you, sweetheart? I'm terrific. How are you? I'm um, great. I want you to do us a favor. I think the... See, I represent the average person. I'm not, you know, you or Hannity. I'm not a big political. I'm a sports guy, a regular Brooklyn kid, okay? But I, got, I started caring about this stuff, so I got into the business, okay? I think people understand there was a raid at Mar-a-Lago. They understand that for the most part it wasn't right, maybe even illegal. And they're hearing about this affidavit and the redactions in the affidavit. Could you explain, Janine, to the average guy out there who's not really into this as much as you and I are, exactly what to expect later on today, what it means?
7: Well, every time, Sid, there's a search warrant or a warrant to go into someone's house and essentially violate their Fourth Amendment rights or a search and seizure, a judge has to approve it. And in order to get a judge to approve someone violating your Fourth Amendment rights, someone that affidavit, that affiant who signs the affidavit says, "Uh, Your Honor, I believe that there is crime going on here. Specifically, I believe X, Y, and Z. So when I was a judge, I'd have a detective come before me and say, Judge, I think that, you know, they're selling drugs, or I think they've got stolen property. And I wouldn't just take it on the detective's word. I want to know what he's basing it on and whether that information has proven to be uh, factual and credible in the past. So what we've got now is because this is a historic, never done before, by an FBI that the American people justifiably don't have a lot of faith in, uh, people are saying, wait a minute, we want to see what gave the judge the reason to sign the warrant. That's why we want to see the affidavit. Where is the government going with this? The government that leaks all the time starts leaking Espionage Act. That was out there for a few days, and then it died. Anything they could do, Kim Jong-un, we're looking for that. Now, what people are not, Uh, 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 listening to, or what people are not really uh, tied into in terms of the affidavit, is that Trump was already working with these people. He's got a letter from the lawyer for the National Archives Records Division that says, thanks so much for cooperating with us. So there was some back and forth. Now, this affidavit will tell us what made the FBI think they had to go in the wee morning hours with long guns, blow up a safe, (laughs) <laughs> Go into his wife's closet nice. and do all of this. Now, is the is the is the judge going to release all the basis for that? What the affiant or the person who wanted the warrant said? I I'm not so sure. I think it's going to be heavily redacted. What does that mean? That means that the government has the right to prevent the public from knowing because they're in the middle of an investigation and it may reveal their sources and it may put witnesses in danger. But on the other hand, Sid, we have a compelling interest. We want to know. This has never happened to a president. We want to know about this FBI. They don't have a really, you know, clean, excellent history when you look at what happened with the FISA court and re-upping a fake affidavit with Christopher Steele that a political opponent, Hillary Clinton, paid for So what we're waiting for today is how much this Judge Reinhardt is going to give. I give him credit for giving the government uh, until yesterday, I think, to say what they want redacted. And now the question is, can Trump appeal? Can Trump, once this comes out, say, hey, look, this tells me nothing. I want more of this. And it is rare, Sid, that anyone who is the target of an investigation will say, release the whole thing, because the whole thing is meant to make him look bad.
3: I have to tell you, that was so brilliant what you just did. You you literally, in four minutes, explained everything that's gone on over the last, I mean it, over the last two weeks. And I swear, Janine, (laughs) like, I know what's going on now. Uh, But on top of that, Mark Zuckerberg was on with uh, Joe Rogan yesterday. And he basically said, look, uh, we made a mistake in the FBI. He didn't say specifically Hunter Biden, but he kind of did. What are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on that yesterday?
7: Uh, I I just looked at that, and I had to push my eyes back in my head. (laughs) Uh, You know, the whole idea that the FBI is calling Facebook, Meta, whoever, and saying, look, we think there's some Russian disinformation coming down. We're within weeks, days of a a presidential election – they're already signaling, winking and nodding, hey, you're gonna to have to censor this. And then Zuckerberg says, Well, we you know, we didn't suppress it. Podwash it didn't suppress it. You couldn't find it. You may not have suppressed it, but yet you couldn't find it. Look, this is the FBI losing credibility. And they say, you know, our intelligence sources tell us that uh, this is Russian disinformation. They knew the Hunter Biden laptop had been seized. They didn't want this to impact the election. And some people say we don't know if it would have I've seen studies that say 50 percent of the people who voted for Biden said that had they seen that information on the laptop with the the money going to the big guy, 10 percent of those people would not have voted for him, for Biden. That's true. And that would have changed the election. So, I mean, we've lost faith in one of the most important institutions in our government, and that is the FBI. So don't tell me they're all holy and nice because with Comey, Strzok, McCabe – Clapper, the whole lot of them, they have ruined our faith in what we shouldn't even be concerned about.
3: You are 100% right. Now, the president, who finally came out a couple days ago, he disappeared after Taiwan, you know, the Pelosi-Taiwan trip and the raid on Mar-a-Lago. All of a sudden, he's back. But he and uh, Coran Jean-Pierre have been uh, trying to convince us the last couple of days (laughs) that the White House knew nothing about this raid. I mean, Janine, how stupid do they think we really are? Oh they think we're really stupid
7: because they tell us that look you know this is about social justice no cash bail it's the right thing to do people are getting killed they're getting raped they're getting knocked out with sap clubs all over the place and then they walked out the da brag lets someone go who ends up raping another person that's the same crowd that says oh no this is social justice they want us to believe that joe biden wasn't aware that they were going to raid the trump mar lago they high-fived each other are you kidding and then had a pop after that <laughs> so um <laughs> ah, you're so right I, uh, it was like yeah go get him go get him and like hopeful today saying that you know Republicans should move out of the state let me tell you something we can have a lot of laughs Sid, but this is dangerous yep. stuff yep. when you've got a governor saying Republicans we don't want you to move out that is hate yep. hate leads yep. to violence and violence leads to retaliation this woman's got to go no she's got to go know, yep.
3: She actually yes, said, that, uh, she said that at Pat Ryan's rally, and he won, which is a little scary for me. He beat Mark Molinaro. But she did say so that Molinaro, Trump, and Zeldin should all hop on a plane and go down to Florida. And we'll end with this. I don't have a busy morning. You always take time out for me, and I love you for that. Thank you. Zeldin in, thank you. Zeldin in 2022, Trump in 2024. Uh, who has a better chance to win? Do you think they both win? And how badly do we need them to both win? Well, look, I sent my crystal ball back. It doesn't
7: work anymore. <laughs> but, uh, you know, who knows? I got to tell you, Zeldin's got to win. If any New Yorker is listening to this, I don't care if you're driving or if you're at work or what you're doing. <laughs> if you're worried about crime, nothing else, crime, you've got to get that woman out. You've got it. We've got to have consequences. I am sick and tired of seeing gangs beat up cops who are just out running like the other day. This dirtbag, level three sex offender puts his SAP gloves on and knocks the guy out. And, and, and I don't did he kill him? Did the guy die? I think he did die. Yes. I mean, this is, we, if, it's, if it's only about your safety, you can't walk the streets of New York anymore. I'm sorry. And in the end, what we've got to do is we've got to recognize that these people who run for office, if they don't love America, if they don't believe in the Constitution, you know what? We'll go somewhere where you like it better. I believe in America. I think everybody who runs for office has to swear that they love this country. Otherwise, go to the other country that you love.
3: That's it. It's really that simple, folks. That's why on Sunday mornings, she's a must-listen and a must-watch every weekday at 5 p.m. on Fox News. She is the great Judge Janine Pirro. Again, Grand no, Slam, home hang run. Hang on. i, I got
7: to tell you one more thing. Yes. Hang on. One more thing. Yeah. Do you know where I'm going in five minutes?
3: Uh Uncle Giuseppe's. Uncle Giuseppe's is
7: having an opening. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta sit you win the prize. Oh, I'm that's good. To my old
3: ball. Bye. It's, uh, it's gonna be fun. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. And enjoy your whole day and your whole weekend. And I Take love care, you and man. God loves you. You're the best. All you right. really are. <laughs> Take care. Bye Take bye care. Judge <laughs> <laughs> Janine Pierrot. She's so good. Man is she good. She's the perfect voice for America. She really didn't you know is. that. I just know everyone.
5: How do I know no, that? just come on. Oh, Uncle Giuseppe's?
4: Yeah, Uncle Giuseppe's.
5: How'd I know that? Oh. <laughs> she's having a speech there. <laughs> Things will be said.
3: See, I try to tell people this all the time. I don't act like I'm a big shot on the radio. I don't really drop names or that type of thing. <laughs> How did you, you,
14: you know that?
3: Because I talked. She's my friend. We're very, very good oh, friends. Okay. Who do you think booked it for the show today? The uh
4: uh-huh. yeah, the promo- the promotions guy, you. Right. Yeah. The marketing guy? Yep.
3: The promotions guy. You're the booker the home- too. The booker. The town booker. And like ninety five percent of the guests I book. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. We talk, we're friends, we're tight. Very, it's very great. tight.
4: You're getting balloons and hookers for everybody. <laughs> it's, great. <laughs> it's great.
3: I'm never gonna let that one down, am I?
4: Yeah, <laughs> a couple <laughs> of weeks, a couple of, of months maybe.
3: <laughs> Judge Janine, that, uh, that was special. Thank you so much. 1 800 848 WABC. 1 800 848 9222. We're going to play Beat Sid coming up at 9 40. Take some of your phone calls before I go home. Hopefully, Bernie will be back on Monday. Either way, I'll be here, folks. Some more Evelyn Champagne King. Call your dealer and get ready for a Friday night in New York City. <laughs>
2: Hugh Hefner
3: today. Didn't Hefner have three girlfriends at the end? Three. And I just went from Lydia to um, Monica to Janine. I'm the Hugh Hefner of Political Talk Radio. So uh, one of his girlfriends, <laughs> Hugh Hefner. I, no, only I can make these analogies. Oh so one of his girlfriends, uh, shout out to Frankie Kravitz, who corrected me that was not Evelyn Champagne King. That was Taste of Honey. How does he know here. that? Frankie's like, I mean, he's really uh, still stuck in the 80s. He's a great guy. and I love him to death. And uh, Maureen Walsh, who I love desperately uh, across the street at Newsmax, listens every day. And um, did the makeup for uh, my house at my son's bar, Mitch, but just a great friend. So um, one of these uh, Hepner girlfriends, uh, Ashley Madison. No, not Ashley Madison. That's the website. Holly Madison, maybe? Yes? Okay. Sounds great. She comes out this week, right? She, she's a whack job anyway. She's written books about all she's got all kinds of issues. She comes out this week and she goes, Hugh Hefner was terrible in bed. He just laid there. Holly, baby, he was 100 years old. He was
4: probably dead. <laughs> of course, he just laid there. What do you expect? Donkeys? Chandeliers? <laughs> what did you, he was 100. What did you think she was with him for? Right. You,
3: but, but, you know but, why she was but, very charismatic. I know, now. but... Very, very good point, though. But yeah. this is... She makes women look bad. You know what I'm saying? Because... She's with this guy for one reason only. It was like, um, who was the girl that died at the Hard Rock Hotel in Florida?
4: Is that Anna Nicole? Uh...
3: Yes, there Is you that go. Smith and Smith. one who OD'd on. Uh... No, she didn't OD. But she she took the uh, same stuff I did. She she. Did uh, I used Viagra? To. Not by aggregate <laughs> dummy. But I do take that, yes. No, I used to promote it all the time on FBN, and she took over after oh, me. Oh, uh, uh, Trim Spa. Trim, very good, thank you. So she was with this old tycoon, oil tycoon in Texas. And it was one reason, one reason only. Oh, so my God. so here you have these young, good-looking women who are with guys that are literally about to die. They're about to die, and then it's bad enough. You're with the guy, then he's dead for years, and you go, he's bad in bed? What'd you think? I mean, whore. Jeez. <laughs> Hate to say it, but whore unless you're into necrophilia. Exactly. Come on, you and he's not even here to defend himself, you Hefner. He's smoking a pipe with my father right now in heaven. Did you like you Hefner?
4: Well, how could you not like him? Oh, I he's mean, kind
3: of, uh, of skeevy, though.
4: <laughs> but I wasn't attracted to him. No, I don't mean that. I just, you know, he I admired how a guy just did what he wanted, made a magazine. Yeah, okay, I'm going to have new women the,
5: you're, it. you're the problem with America. Are, oh, yeah, I'm the problem.
4: You're
3: pro- the problem. Right. Oh, explain that. He objectified women. No, he put how? them naked. How? He put them naked in magazines and then interviewed them and showed how stupid they were.
5: I'm a big proponent of the smoking jacket, Sid. It was kind of cute, you know. One of those John, um,
3: the guy uh, he played the uh, the Adams family. He played the husband, John. Ad- What's his name? He was oh, John. Oh, a- John.
11: Austin. Yes. Yeah.
3: No, that's the wrong name. You got it wrong again. Aston. Um Austin. Whatever. Aston. I just know his son. <laughs> yeah. He objectified women,
4: Lewis. Which did what do you mean? Like he made them pose? Is that what you're saying? He he forced people to pose nude. Listen, when you no. got
3: when you got to grow up in the middle of the country. Who, who at best is going to be serving you a Big Mac in about fifteen minutes, and you offer her a million dollars to show up and do cocaine with a bunch of business guys at a mansion, and then sleep with you for the next twenty five years? How do you expect this young girl not to take the job?
11: I mean, they were all on a reality show at one point. Remember,
3: it was a good show. Yeah, yeah that was smart actually. One, one of them was kind. Con- one of them married a football player, and uh, got very ugly. He was a guy that fumbled for the Colts in the playoff game. He fumbled the kick. He was a very famous Philadelphia Eagle player. Justin Ellick would know him he went to the Colts and had a momentous playoff fumble. And he was married to the little blonde one. Remember the little blonde one? Um, she had her own show after a while. She was the dumbest of the bunch, but very entertaining.
4: <laughs> <No>. Speaking of <laughs> objectifying women. What? She just, she just the
5: dumbest of the bunch. I uh, have a very beautiful but, but wait, blonde woman wait, sitting wait behind me right now. she should be very perturbed to hear you say that. But this is, who's that? Jacqueline Carl. She
3: is beautiful, Jacqueline Carl, and very, very bright. But she knows those girls were stupid. God bless. Them. They had great bodies. what do you want to do? That doesn't make me a bad guy. I mean, it is what it is. That's Jacqueline Carl doesn't need you, Hefner, to give her a job. To give her a job. That's right. That's she true. doesn't. Okay, but these girls needed it because Dude, guess what? No, they, they weren't going to be doing, doing news at WABs. You were not going to hear Holly Madison break
4: down uh, 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 the Ukraine and Russia. Okay. Yeah. So everybody's got to have a job to do. That's all. So what? We have to, it's, it's nothing to well, do. But it's not right to do that. I'm bending over and, you know, oh, okay. come on. All right. That's come not on. what you told me no. five minutes ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> bending over. Where is this show going <laughs> this morning? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know.
3: <laughs> you ask the host. My son went to the bar on my phone yesterday. I swear to God, I was so petrified. He was going to hit me oh, no. the Safari button, <laughs> which is filled with interracial porn all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, Gabe, you can't use the phone. He's like, why? I'm like, it's dead. He goes,
1: Dad, you're on it. So you watch no, what you light wish is you done. could do
3: at home. Ay,
5: ay, ay. You better
1: check the, the, I'm you, so the security sick of, code.
5: I'm sick of men. I really <laughs> am. It's <a> horrible, horrible. <laughs> you got, you gotta go. You got to get Google Chrome and use the incognito tab. How do you do that? You, you you go download Google Chrome on your How phone. How do you know about this? you have a secret TV. tab on Safari too. You can do it on Safari. Oh, sure it, what a deviant stamp I've got. Don't you just lock. Should <laughs> just lock your phone.
3: No, it's, I'm not going to. because if I lock it, then Danielle's going to think I'm doing something bad.
4: Well, give her the code then too. I can't do that. Okay, forget that. <laughs> she'll f- she'll find the other with the porn <laughs> in the right, squad. Right. So <laughs> she'll find the
3: candy, candy porn. In there's a go. lot of there's a lot of obstacles in everyday life, as you know that that um it goes above and beyond inflation and gas prices and. Just everyday obstacles. If you know what I'm saying? These are real problems. <laughs> I know.
11: Yeah, like trying to find what <laughs> interracial <laughs> porn to watch today. <laughs> Where so, is uh, so Alex?
4: Dad, yep. this is, looks
2: like... It already happened. Oh. It's,
3: it's happened so many times, and I, I feel horrible. But well, thank God he's a well-adjusted, brilliant, beautiful kid. He was in here a couple of weeks ago. You know, people are still talking about that day when Gaby was in studio. Thank you, Jacqueline. And... Um, well, he's a great kid. I'm very lucky. I mean, everybody loves their children. I know. And for the most part, most kids are great. A couple of some of you have dopey children.
5: I'm not, you're not going to admit it, but they're dopey. But um, I did very well, thank God. Well, because of Danielle. That's why. I'm mad I didn't get to meet him because I came in late that day because I had to cover he, for Bob. Oh, you didn't meet Gabe? No, I did not. I wasn't here. I'm going to bring him back. He's yeah. ended up hosting some show on this station.
3: Even more. Mar- it's
11: early news. Margo
3: loved him. Margo Matiti thought he was great. It so so that's. Podcast. He, he should, I wanted to do a podcast. You know, I should go to chat today about that. You have all these people are doing podcasts. Why not Gabey? You know how many young kids, 13, 14 year old kids that are dying to do TV, radio, would tune in and be like, oh my God, he's my age. And he's smart. He's smarter than, than you guys, to be yeah, honest. Most likely, yeah. 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 He's definitely smarter than Justin.
15: Hank Basket. How'd you know that? What do you mean? That's the guy that's... Yeah, because I'm an Eagles fan. Oh, that's right. You would have known that. You said he would have known You literally said his name. He said yeah. You said know oh, Justin
5: would Oh, I did say know. that. I'm, forget- I'm fine. Wife, I'm kidding. And getting, his wife is Kendra happening. Kendra I, I, I don't know what's Remember, going his on. his hearing
3: aids are not working. I was talking
5: about interracial porn and he just blacked out. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. Can I check it yeah. no. pun
3: intended. I think his wife's name was Kendra Wilkinson. Yeah, that's I literally just said that three seconds ago. Oh,
15: well, okay. So. What's
3: going on today, did <laughs> you watch that show?
15: Uh, the show between them both? I, a few episodes. He wasn't he wasn't an eagle for that long.
4: Did he get
3: in
15: trouble, though, with her? Did
3: he do something that was... I know he cheated on her, but... Uh, do
15: you know the history of Kendra and Hank? No, not yeah. really, but I know they had a reality show, and I right. and I know of the fumble use.
3: Well, the Eagles have a reality show, kind of, at this point. It's not really a football team. Although oh, they made the playoffs. shouldn't say that. What, are you, what, are, you, what are you talking uh,
15: stop about? Stop it. They're the most talented team in the NFC East. I agree with that. But that's like saying that's like winning a beauty contest at a leper colony. I believe they will win. The NFC. The the the,
3: the, 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 the 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 lightest
15: kid at fat camp. Yeah, like the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC. East. No, Get they're going
3: to win the East Eagles, but they can't win the NFC. What? I never said that. Well, who cares about
15: winning the NFC East? That
3: means nothing. That's like beating
15: WR on the Raiders. It means a lot for the Eagles right now. We're building back to where we were in 2017, and this is part of that process. Did you steal that from Trump? No. He said something like that. We're going to be great again. Building back. I heard that. I. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that. I heard you do that. Ah, ah, ah. Did you really
2: say
3: uh, "Kendall Wilkerson right before I said it? Yeah,
15: right before you said it. <laughs> yeah. I heard it. Putting things into your brain so that you can use it for later, subconsciously. Yeah, that will not happen. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Remember, his hearing aids are not working, so nothing will go in there. Thanks for
11: coming in, Sid. Thanks for coming
15: in. Have a see Good you bye. later.
11: Now, it's time to
1: beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie.
15: All right, Justin Ellick, back with you. Back with you. Uh... The Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie Contest, another special edition of the Beat Sid Game here today. Again, sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water. Here, just go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com for a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, America's Best Built Boilers. I believe those tickets, actually, that Sid just got were courtesy of the great Pete Morgan. So, um, on behalf of Sid Rosenberg, I would like to extend a thank you to Pete Morgan. Yeah. How about that? Because Sid's will come in a few weeks. Yeah, a few weeks. Maybe (laughs) never. So, uh, I'll do it. (laughs) For the game today, our contestant Harrison in Long Island. Uh, What's going on, Harry? Hey, not too much. Do you mind if I call you Harry? Yeah, that's fine. Most people do. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, So it says here you work for car rental. How's that working? Is it Hertz? Do you work for Hertz? Enterprise. Oh, okay, cool. How's business?
12: Yeah, pretty good, pretty steady.
15: Okay, awesome. Do you get to ride the cars for free?
12: Oh, yeah. Oh. Little well, discount, but I get to drive them around during the day, yeah.
15: Do you do that? Do you take advantage of it?
12: Oh, yeah, well, yeah, oh definitely.
15: Yeah, I would, too. Awesome. Well, yeah. Very sometimes. cool. Fun fact of the day there for you.
4: <laughs> all I hear is Sid yelling, get to the game! Get
15: to the game! <laughs> I'm asking him about his occupation. This is all par for the course. What
4: are you, Richard Dawson? Let's go! I kind of am,
15: actually. <laughs> all right, Harry, here we go. Number one, uh, since sacks became an official stat in 1982, which New York Giants defensive end holds the record for the most sacks in a 16-game season? With 22 and a half.
12: Oh, hmm. Sacks, I'm gonna go with.
15: Sean Mandela.
4: Wrong, you 2 a back of Anthony, I should be Jesus.
15: Hmm.
4: A little position problem. There. Yeah.
15: Kickers don't. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Know, kickers don't make sacks, really. Yeah. For the most part. Uh. I'd be hard-pressed to find any kicker that has one sack in history, to be honest with you.
4: Gotta look that yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, uh, no.
15: Michael Strahan would be the correct answer. Oh, for 1. Here we go, Harry. On to number 2. Name three locations the Real Housewives TV show is set in.
12: Uh, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, and New Jersey. Bang!
15: Very good, Harry. Very good. 1 for 2. Under number 3 here. Robert Parish famously played for the Boston Celtics where he won 3 championships. What team was he drafted by where he played for 4 seasons before being traded to Boston?
12: Can you repeat the question?
15: Robert Parish famously played for the Boston Celtics where he won 3 championships. What team was he drafted by where he played for 4 seasons before being traded to Boston? What team drafted Robert Parish?
12: Ooh. I am um... I'm not sure. NBA really isn't my sport.
15: Mm. Right. Give me a guess.
12: Could I have a hint?
15: Can you have a hint? Um. Let's see. They're a Western Conference team. Uh, directed, directed. The
4: Lakers. Wrong. You two-legged back of Anthony should be Jesus.
15: Golden State Warriors. Oh uh, Yeah, tough one. All right, one for three here. Let's try and get back to five hundred. Dumbo yeah. Dumbo is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. What does Dumbo stand for?
12: Down under Manhattan Bridge. What's the O? Oh, down under Manhattan Bridge. Oh, oh,
16: oh.
15: Eh, give it to him. Not... That's good. We'll take it.
16: Alright. Yeah.
15: You got most. I I, I couldn't I get there. That. I didn't know that. Oh, so okay. you, you, yeah. if you're getting down yeah. under the Manhattan okay. Bridge, you got. Okay. Yeah. Matt just said fine. That's good enough for me. Okay. Number All five. Right. What was the most recent year the Mets won the NL East? Twenty fifteen. Very good. Very good, Harry. Three for five, ain't bad. Right, that was three oh, for five. Right. Three for five, ain't bad. Yes. Let's, yeah, let's see how long. the big guy does here. He just came busted in here. He's ready to go. You'll oh, hang we'll out go. on hold here. You get to talk to him a couple of minutes, okay?
12: All right, great. All right.
4: <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> real. Tasty.
15: Your mic's not on. If you want to get on the air, you got to turn your oh, mic. Oh, how do you, do you do? Yeah, yeah. 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 So he, he, on. Yeah, he went three for five, so you got to get four. You're like embarrassing yourself lately. If you don't win the game, like it's like it's like honestly a little pathetic. Hello. are
4: you looking for? The porn again?
2: What yeah. are
3: you doing? No, I'm talking to Danielle. Oh. I got four great tickets. Pete gave us four great tickets know, for the I Mets remember. and Dodgers. It's like the series of the year Wednesday night. But she's a Yankee fan, so she's like, "Well, I'm on the fence." I'm like, "You got to come." Mm. You know, Gabe is. You know, you got to come. Yeah, you kind of got to go. Take Gabe. Pace. I'm on the fence. All right, whatever that means. Offensive,
15: so she on. What is it? Well, who came up with that? I'm on. Who was actually on a fence? When they couldn't figure, they just sat on a fence. Well, it makes a lot of sense, actually. A yeah. fence usually divides yeah. two different areas. It means you don't you're not know on either side. If you're you on the fence, you're not side. on either side of.
4: So you're on the fence. He's the just going to say shut up to so.
15: everybody. That's all. I mean, he's gonna I'm say. begging you all to shut up. I'm yes, begging you to in shut terms up. Feel like figures yeah. of speech out there? Right. That one actually makes like a lot of sense. Doesn't matter. You're wrong. Shut up. Yeah. Is that a noun or a verb? It doesn't matter. Do you okay. want to play the game? Yes, I'll start the game. Okay. God, jeez. You got to get four right. You have to do it seriously. Right, it's, like getting, it's like getting I mean, It's like Nobody's as important as Zeldin winning, but let's go. He will. He's famous. Is. Let's go. Number one, since sacks became an official stat in 1982, which New York Giants defensive end holds the record for most sacks in a 16-game season with 22 and a half. Oh boy, that Brett Favre one. That's it. Never live that one down, right? There you go, Lou. Lou knows it. Michael Strahan will
3: never live that one down. Favre him, just fell.
4: They let him walk through.
3: I know, <laughs> but I mean, Strahan was such a great player. He's a dopey host now on TV, but. He yeah. deserves better than that, but okay, yeah. straight. Ahead.
4: He
15: has tarnished yeah. his legacy, though. You Plus, got that, right? he was
4: celebrating like he just won the Super Bowl. Yeah,
15: <laughs> yeah. In terms of individual accomplishments, not really a team player. Okay, let's be honest. Eagles fan next. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One for one. Oh never- my God! I hate the Mets. I've never been to a Mets
3: game. I've never been to their home stadium. I'm a Yankee girl. Okay. Oh my God. Right. Somebody you. said to me, "They go, why would you marry a Yankee fan?" They go, "Have you seen her ass?" I'm sorry. what was <laughs> the second oh, question? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Name, no, send
15: them no, no. the
2: pictures. <laughs>
3: Go ahead, watch.
15: Are you ready for number two now? Yeah, I guess. All right. Name three locations the Real Housewives TV show is set in. <laughs> You're funny.
3: New Jersey? Mm-hmm. You know, New York is canceled. If you said New York, it's wrong. It's canceled. Okay. All right. Um, the Getting a new case. They fired everybody. I, yeah, I know. Got At- that. Atlanta? Okay. And Dubai? All right. Ah! Wow. To five. They also have Miami. They also pretty yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can name all of them. Right? You yeah. okay. okay. don't fine. have to do it right now. All right. Okay. Great. All right. Two
15: nice. two. Nice. two yep. You don't have to do it right now. Two for two. Here we go. Number three. Robert <laughs> Parrish famously played for the Boston Celtics where he won three championships. What team drafted Robert Parrish? Well, he was actually traded to the
3: Celtics from the Golden State Warriors. Joe Barry Carroll was in the deal. Golden State Warriors. Thank you. Joe Barry yeah. Carroll. If I read the whole question, we
15: would have been here till 10 o'clock.
3: They also got a draft choice in that trade, which allowed them to draft Kevin McHale.
5: How'd that trade work out for the Celtics? Real quick, said, do you know where he closed his career? What team? Yes, he was in Sacramento. No, no. He actually won a championship with the Bulls.
2: He
3: was
15: on the fence. <laughs>
5: it was. Joe barely cares
4: All right, free, free, Did anybody free? win a championship with the Bulls? on the 97 Bulls I it didn't went, know that Okay, 3-for-3 like Wow,
15: how about that? Okay, yeah. thanks Phil All right. Great that was Let's, good. let's All keep right. the game I going I actually didn't know that hour. Okay, yeah. yeah Let's see how long we can do this let's for Let's do this Jesus yeah. Christ yeah.
5: Brian Kilmeade, see you later yeah. Yeah. Talk about the car business again, Justin <laughs> Stop <laughs>
15: talking, Phil <Joe. laughs> Number four Dumbo is a neighborhood in Brooklyn What does Dumbo stand for?
3: Oh my God I love Dumbo too I go to Grimaldi's there River Cafe's down there Take the ferry there. Mm-hmm. Dumbo is—I don't even know. I got to tell you, I don't know. The I don't know.
15: Okay. Wrong, well, what is it? Back what back is, it? It is it? Down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass.
3: But it's—it's it? it's also the Brooklyn Bridge underpass. That's where the River Cafe is.
5: Okay, but that's not what Dumbo stands. I don't know what's up with that. That's pretty cool. All right. Who wrote this game? Uh, Phil. That, I wrote the game, but that was a meanie question. Meanie, that's a great question. Yeah, no, was, meanie's a, a question. Brooklyn kid, but that is a—I never question. knew that. That's a great I didn't question. Know, I didn't know either. Down uh, underneath yeah. the
15: Manhattan Bridge. Yeah overpass. yeah, overpass. That is great. Harry knew it. No. Nice job, Beanie. That's a good job. I didn't know that. Go ahead. All, all right, Ryan, you, you need this to win the game. All right. I'll get it then. Okay. Number five. What was the most recent year the Mets won the NL East? Oh, I said, I'll
3: get this. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really, you're uh, uh, thinking too hard about it already. Really? You're
15: 2015.
3: Oh. They lost to the Royals in the World Series. And I uh, did my show from a Fadumta Goya bar you really must know, just north of Boynton Beach
15: in a place called Lake Worth, Florida. We we mustn't know. Okay. We really don't care. All right. Well, thank so. you.
3: Well, you did a great job hosting. Thank all, you.
15: All week long. The last couple of days you were great. Oh, I appreciate that.
3: Harry, uh, Harry, I love that name, by the way. I love the name Harry. Harry, how are you, pal? Thank you.
12: I'm great, Sid. How are you doing?
3: We're, I'm great, buddy. Thank you. Where on Long Island are you? I'm in the five towns in Hewlett. Oh, my God. Uh, my sisters both were married in Cedarhurst, I was Bob Mitford in, um, well, what was I, Lawrence? Beth L. Lawrence. Uh, yeah, well, they were uh, Beth Shalom. I was, uh, probably out of business now. I was Beth David. And, uh, my favorite cousin, okay. Mike Robbins, living in Boca Raton right now, lived in Hewlett Harbor. I know those five towns very well.
12: Yes, and a few blocks from the harbor.
3: Beautiful area, No.
12: Oh yeah, it's really nice. It's still nice. Get to escape the craziness of the city.
3: Yeah, you know you're right. It does. You you don't. It's never really hit that. uh, Thank God, it's never really hit that area. It's still nice there. What are the? uh, Let's say on the fun. A uh, what's your name, Phil? We just mentioned three of them:
5: Cedarhurst, Lawrence, and Hewlett. What are the other two of the five towns? Five towns where? What? What, what what five towns? What are you talking about? <laughs> five to Long Island, bro. The five Towns. It's famous, the five towns. I I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> what today? I take a quiz for me? Well, I just can, gave, I gave you 3 of them. Give me one more. One more. The five I towns. don't I've never been on Long Island. I don't know. <laughs> Harry, do you know the other two towns on the five towns?
3: Yes, <laughs> Inwood and Woodmere. Yeah, you got it. was about nice. to say that.
5: Woodmere, you never went yes. to Woodmere? No, I never went to. I thought Inwood was up in, like, Harlem. There is a part of it. He's right. And it's in Queens, too. All
3: right. Well, Harry, you did a great job today. Thank you for listening.
12: (laughs) Thank you. And I can't wait to read your book. I wish I could go tomorrow to the signing, but I'm going to be at the Mets game for Old Timers Day.
3: Oh, you know, it's funny, uh, because when John Franco brought it up on this show a couple days ago, I'm sure you were listening, Harry, I had no idea they even brought it back. I want to go.
12: Yeah, this is the first year they're doing it with Steve Cohen. It's going to be great.
3: Well, I'm going to do a book signing on Long Island at America's First Warehouse in run September 28th. You can come to that, okay?
12: Perfect. Sounds good. God bless you. But I will say this. I did go to Michael's a few weeks ago, and it is amazing.
3: I told you. It's the best Italian restaurant in New York. Thank you, Harry. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate
12: it. Have a good one.
3: You too. We'll uh, take a short break and come back and wrap up. What's been a banner week on the Burning and Sid show? Right after this.
1: Beat Burning. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. On 77 WABC. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too? Sid Rosenberg. Not good. Great. Burning and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Whoa.
3: I forget. No. <clears throat> Who is this? That's a good guess,
4: though.
3: Who is this? Tommy Tutone. Oh yes. On the wall, you know the song, Bill. I don't know anything.
2: <laughs>
3: Danny don't. Do. Uh, what are the numbers? Quickly, come on. Eight six seven, seven five nine. three zero oh, nine. I know <laughs> that. <laughs> hey. I've learned things. You are great. All right, folks. Hopefully, I get to see a lot of you tomorrow at the Great Michael's Restaurant in Brooklyn. No strand R. I'll be signing Citizens United, one of my four book signings. I've got one in uh, Benji and Jake's Upstate New York, one in Ridgewood at Bookends, and one at the America First Warehouse. And I've got a ton of media I'm about to do. Um, so, uh, that's exciting. Bernie wrote a great forward. Hopefully Bernie's back on Monday. And John Katz, and wrote a terrific forward, too. I must say, though, when Bernie said that you guys were really, I mean, not even good. You were great this week. Great. These shows were great, Lou. Uh, we'll lose a Hall of Fame. I, I, not, I can't even include them. But Macedonia Phil and uh, Justin Ellick and Frankie Diaz and Deb when she's here and Jock. I mean, you guys are great. I mean, we're, we're very lucky to have a, a cast like this. And um, I appreciate it. I really, really do. Especially when Bernie's not here. You guys, um, you, you pick it up. It's great. So thank you.
4: Take care of that ear.
3: I'm going right to uh, Dr. Shelley Borger right after the show on 73rd Street to get my uh, other hearing aid fixed.
4: Just what I wanted to tell you. (laughs) I'm I'm
3: a mess. (laughs) I'm a mess. My voice is much better today, though. Much better. I think I was sick. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I'll be great by Monday.
4: It's okay. It's sexy.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Great job with all of our guests today, uh, starting early with uh, Dove Hykend. Bruce Blakeman was great. Monica Crowley, Judge Jeanine Pirro, and uh, Lydia, too, of course. And again, I wish you all a, if you're not coming to Michael's tomorrow, I think John has a big party tomorrow night, Katsimatini's. So enjoy that, too. It's a big weekend here. Enjoy your, uh, your second to last, believe it or not, summer weekend. That's right. After next week, we got to Labor Day. And you know how I know that? Because college football starts tomorrow. So the summer must be over. Again, from all of us to all of you, have yourselves a great weekend. See you tomorrow. If not, talk to you again, hopefully with Bernard. At 6 a.m. Monday morning. Until then, from all of us to all of you, as always, folks, peace.
9: or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-L-A-W.com. G-A-B-O law.com. Gabola, where winning is no accident.